a Bravo play an Eagles down. Like, ca, ca. I know that sounded like the other one I did for the Seahawks because it was. Anybody. Anybody. One thing that bothers me is I can't stand the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. What? And Dawn. Fourth on the list, Elf. Okay, yeah. Finally, my God, Nathan, the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. And we got this email, R-A-D at radradio.com. Oh, by the way, Brandon. Yes? I have a, I have a one-word answer for today's question of the day mm. on the Rad TV. Myself. I, I figured that would be the case. Yeah. <laughs> That'll all make sense to those of you that uh, that are garbage cans at the end of today's show. If you're watching Rad TV, you know what the question is, and you heard my obvious answer. Uh, and, uh, and Otherwise, we, we have to wait for all the emails to come in at the end of the show for you to find out. Uh, we have this email uh, that came in uh, from not not a Brian, but a Brian. <laughs> Brian. Okay. Uh, wow. he, uh, he wrote it right at the end of Friday's show, and it was uh, late in Friday's show where I, I talked about uh, meeting Jordan from uh, LMS Garage Doors and having lunch with him. He's a huge maggot. And he had come on as a radvertiser, but I'd never done the official introduction because we hadn't met face-to-face. And I told the whole story about how he qualified as a radvertiser without meeting him, blah, blah, blah. But the amazing thing was that he was already getting... He was blown away by the response that he was getting from you maggots. I love that. It, and it's incredible to just throw it on and you just hear me saying, this place is great and you trust us enough to immediately spring into action. And so that was the story we were telling. And so Bryant says, I was listening to the show while I was going through my emails. And just as you were talking about LMS Garage Doors, another garage door company sent me a happy holidays email. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. But because of your referral, Rob, I created a rule to send any emails from that garage door company straight to my delete file and added LMS garage doors to my contacts list. Thank you for helping find good vendors. That's incredible. Just off off one thing that I say, that I I take the trust very seriously, and and I and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. They look like a really neat family, only because I mean I wasn't stalking them, but I follow them on Insta, and one of their, um, uh, you know, pops up whoever you follow. Blah blah blah. A notification for a story no, or a reel? When you're, you know, skimming through uh-huh. your, your feed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. And they just look so cute. They're at some pizza place. that looked really good, actually. I was like, what is this? I need to write it down. <laughs> but they look like a super sweet family. Yeah. Are they three brothers that do it together? Or are they like... Two brothers. Two brothers. And okay. the, the, the third person is a silent partner or whatever. So oh. L, M, and S are like the names. Uh, last names or whatever, but yeah, it's a it's a he and his brother are the primary dudes, and I haven't met the uh, I haven't met the what, other brother. What, yet. What's the silent? They're like in the back. It doesn't ever want to be well, seen. I obviously can't say anything else about it. <laughs> LMS S is for silence. There you go. Let's just go with that. That's their name. Uh, today, today is breakup day. Uh oh. Yes, December 11th was dubbed breakup day back in 2008. It's got a 15-year track record. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, they actually, a, a, a bunch of, I don't know if it started, I don't remember if it started like with college kids or whatever, but once it got out, scholars and experts actually got involved and went, oh, wow, this is really interesting. It originally began with somebody analyzing Facebook status updates and found a ton of people break up exactly two weeks before Christmas. Hmm. And the trend has continued. In fact, it's the most broken up day consistently every single year. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm proud of those people because so many times you hold on because you, th- oh, I can't. It's just, it's Christmas. Oh my God, it's the holidays. You can't break up with someone at the holidays. I mean, that's just mean. Right? And you just drag it on, which is mean because you think, when I think in the past, right, when I've been with boyfriends, you think, oh my God, if you're sharing Christmas together, this must be going somewhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> the, it's the, like, the problem with that uh, thinking nope. too is it's never not mean. 
because it's always going to yep. it, it when 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 does it not mean because after what are you you can't do it like December 26 because New Year's is coming what? you've just spent Christmas and then exactly. New Year exactly you just had Christmas together now you're breaking up what and, the hell and then you're gonna ring in the New Year okay well well now what do you do, do, do right now right after you went through all of that which is cruel for right. springing out yeah what and a you, way to have them start their New Year you're five weeks from Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah. and it just keeps going and, and yep. going yep. Uh, experts have uh, discovered there are a few reasons why today is the the biggest breakup day. Uh, you might be having second thoughts about the person meeting your family. So, like, it might be cuffing oh. season for you. Like, you went into it thinking, well, I, I've got somebody that I'm going to just hang out with. Eh. Now that we spent a few weeks together, he or she is not, not, not worth it. Or you've been dating, you know, half a year seriously, and you know, still you're like, eh, we're not going to make it. So let, let's just not. So that's one reason. Uh, just the, best, the basic premise of the holidays are stressful. And we do things that are you know, extreme sometimes when we're under a lot of stress. You might not even want to be breaking up, or you might think that you have to break up, and you're so stressed out. It might just be a bad time of year that brings up so much stuff for you. And then there's that. And then uh, a surprising number of us, <coughs> Kyle, <coughs> will break up just to get out of buying someone a gift. <laughs> oh. Right? I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, if you're like, if you're like, I mean, if the person if, <laughs> is on that list of, I mean, I'm not really gonna be with them that long. Do I really want to spend fifty bucks on them? Right. Yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, maybe it'd be meaner if I just didn't buy them a gift in general. That way, they, then, they maybe they break up with you. There we go. Yeah. And then you don't look like the bad guy. Uh huh. And and you, your Christmas isn't ruined when she breaks up with you on Christmas. But then she has to do it, and she's gonna have all this self loathing and self guilt, and you're gonna like tiptoe and dance right out of there, thinking, ha ha, I got what I wanted. I like what you think. So so okay, this only works if your significant other knows what today is because if you have zero intention of breaking up with your person but they know what this day is you need to be like we need to talk okay <laughs> right. here's what you do oh and they're gonna think ah. well we'll post the story for you uh, it, it's, it's it's a national story it's going viral so you can send them the link now and either before or after you gotta at some point you just send them the text that says we need to talk <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how to Oh, somebody! I don't, I don't know, I know. You got to get somebody else involved. Oh, you have to get somebody else involved somehow to 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 Ooh. to send them the link. Ooh, and but then you know you what? This could backfire because hmm. if you're just doing it as a joke because you have no intention of <laughs> picking up with them, but they're like, oh, perfect. Thank yes, God. Yes. Oh, need to talk. I've been thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, By the way, no. uh, the uh, the day of the year that you're least likely to get dumped is uh, the, your birthday. Oh, the, um, why? Why your birthday? Oh, well, because nobody wants to dump you on their okay. birthday. Okay, yeah, good thinking. You're, you're thinking in the right okay, way. Okay, so is it like that, like a not just some random correct, date on correct. a calendar? Right, I'm like not looking a... for like April 24th. <laughs> right, yes, right. It's a, it's an occasion. April Fool's Day, because they might think it's a joke. <laughs> That's a good guess. Is it Valentine's Day? It is not, but you're all in the right. It's Christmas Day. Oh, oh. yeah, God. Pe enough Ooh. people say it's just cruel to do it on Christmas yes. Day. If you, get, if you get that far, you go oh. all the way through Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, you do it. Oh. That's just a little much for some people. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we got this email, uh, rad at radradio.com from Jessica. Hi, Jessica. She says, can we go back a few weeks to the discussion about the break room coffee maker? Oh, yes. Uh, we had, I had to stop oh. everything for the, uh, for the bad uh, roommate rule oh. because I had tried to make coffee in a hurry, and the water bin was not filled. And so we had a little discussion on the air, which is what she's writing about. We're a small law office of about a dozen people. And we, too, all share a community Keurig. Brandon made a comment that has started an ongoing debate. Really? And as you can imagine, debates in an office full of lawyers tend to go oh, on for no. a while. Oh, God, there's graphs and charts. I object. All right, someone it gets appointed the judge. 
Debates in a living room at Williams Manor with one lawyer tend to go on for a while. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, back to Jessica's email. Brandon chided Rob for leaving his used coffee pot in the machine That's right. when he makes coffee. I did chide. And Rob said something to the effect of, quote, I've never even given that any thought, end quote. And the debate has been on ever since. Half of us say, what's the big deal? That's simply a step removing the pod that the next person will take to begin their coffee-making process. The other half of us point to Rob's exact comment. You're not thinking about anyone but yourself, so it's rude and selfish. We're stuck at 6-6 with nowhere to go other than Rad to break the tie over an argument that is all your fault anyway. Why does that person have to have another step? That, that's, you're incomplete. You didn't finish the job. You know, the, the, the saying, leave things how you found them even better. Well, that's not leaving it even better. And if we take that out, you st- you didn't even finish. You did not finish. You left it for someone else. Rude. Now, I'm no saint. I've done this. I've oh. left the pod behind. Me too, and that but was rude. <laughs> I would consider it to still be littering because it is now the trash of the coffee that you had just made. Yeah. So you're, you are omitting that step of completing the process of making coffee and leaving it so, so it's nice and clean for somebody else to do make their coffee. So what if you leave the pod in there because you don't want to pull it out because sometimes that pod is a little hot from the hot water and you don't want to play... <laughs> Drop the pod on the floor because it's a safety it's hazard. Yeah. No. So you leave it in there, no. but you, you have to wait like five minutes, no, you and then do you not. come no. back and then mm-hmm. make sure it's it's warm enough to no. touch, and then you can throw it away. I make coffee for my father-in-law, Pops. He lives with us, and I every morning, and we have a Keurig. And when my pod is done, obviously I've made mine. I take it out. When I make his, I take like right then and there. It is not hot. It's totally fine. You grip it on the edge of the, yeah. like on the lip of the top of it. So like that little mm. cap. You, uh, just, you, just, you, just, you just claw it. Like get a, a paper cut. Machine. You can get a paper cut that no. way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, is a, this is a safety hazard, man. Uh, oh, my God. Look, look, look Jessica, I, honestly, uh, I've, I've, I guess what I meant by oh. I've never given that any thought is because my wife and I, we both are fine with this. We leave it in there. That's our – it's never been a discussion. It's like, okay – I open up the Keurig the last time she made coffee or tea or whatever. The pod's there. Throw it away. Who cares? I got bigger things to worry about in my life. Since our since this came up, I have tried to diligently remove my pod if and when I make coffee here after the fact. Uh, it's, it's going to take me a few, a few times of, of putting it only because. And the only reason is this, Jessica. On one hand, I am selfish and I don't care. I, I, I don't think that that's a big deal, and, and, and I, 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 do, I, don't, I don't care about this at all. But I can't, as the boss, not follow my own rule, which is be a good roommate, and the roommates here are apparently, for the most part, although it doesn't seem like Kyle cares much, saying you should remove it. So I will try to be more diligent moving forward. Well, and you know, it, 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 at home, yes. When you're at home, you all make your own rules, right? And at work, there are different rules. So, it, it, yes, you don't want to leave this stuff for the people. Shoot, there are people that might maybe every single day have dishes piling in their sink and they have them there for a week. There are people that do that. They're busy, whatever. You cannot do that at the workplace. I, 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 I want, to, for those of you that are waiting for it, I want to flex. Because there's only one person ultimately who makes the rules here, too. So I want to just say the rule is leave your pod behind. I want to do that. Right, but you're not a jerk boss. You know what? <laughs> And because of that, I've earned one. And on such a small thing, 
I'm almost tempted to put up a little sign. You know, that's what they do in real offices, right? You put up a little sign. Do not remove your pod after use. It's a safety issue. Well, and you know what? <laughs> I don't care because I make my coffee at home. I never make it Exactly, here. exactly. Now, if I did make my coffee here, I would fight you on this. <laughs> and, and what? This is where how, I and, and and how exactly would that, would that go? Would I would there? take your pod. Now, mm-hmm. here's the funny thing. Because we are saying... Right when someone goes to make their coffee, now they have an extra step of taking yes. that out. Oh, yes. But because I can be a vengeful little brat, I will now have extra steps. I will collect them and put them all on your desk. Mm-hmm. Your, all your <laughs> oh. used pods. Now I'm taking mini steps. Wow. Right? <laughs> Just isn't funny. <laughs> yeah, um, it but, wouldn't but, be messy. How, I don't want to mess up your desk. It'd be uh-huh. like in a little box. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I, ultimately, we, we would just circle back to somebody's suggestion. We had this stupid conversation the first time. I'll just get my own from my office and do whatever I want. See, what's going to happen, though? Or, actually, no. actually, I'm sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I just realized ahead. I'll confiscate that coffee maker it's yours. and put it in my office <laughs> with, with, my, with the key, the, the lock that only I have the, 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 the key to, and then you guys can figure out how to get, how to get your own damn coffee. Oh. If we're going to get all petty. Right, yes. Well, I'm guessing that once somebody leaves the, the pod in the Keurig at this law office with the letter writers talking about, if they somebody puts up a note saying, go ahead, leave the pods there, there are going to be a bunch of passive-aggressive emails that are going to come out oh, saying no. that you need to take them out and that it's not appropriate for work. I wonder if we've, I wonder if we've actually triggered something with them, since they are lawyers, with the, with the, the safety issue yes, argument. Because they, they only need, they need one person to flip. And maybe one of those attorneys. Well, now that you mention it, it is rather dangerous to be reaching in there immediately. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say leave the pods in. Maybe maybe we've gotten them. Uh, as long as we're going back, uh, we were discussing uh, weeks ago uh, earwax and the joys of, of, of digging in your ear with a variety of, uh, of implements and, and, and things and, and why you should or shouldn't be getting earwax out of there and, and Dawn's stupid, don't stick anything smaller than an elbow into your ear. It's not stupid, and, it's what doctors say. Uh, you know, pr- to bring everything all the way uh. full circle, we've been discussing, rivetingly, I might say, my reading glasses over the last many days. And uh, yesterday, I was, I, was, uh, I was sitting at my desk and I took my reading glasses off and I used the end of the, of the what is this? The, the, what is this? Uh, what's, what's the word? arm? The frame? The frame? Is no, it, no, no, that's not a frame. The, the arm. The, the, thing, the thing that goes over your ear. Whatever the arms. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it is the arms. The very tip of it. Oh, it felt so good going into my ear. Oh, I was thinking of Dawn the whole time. Like, oh, Dawn would be freaking out because yes. she's afraid I'm going to go too deep. But it's so right. good. God. And then, of course, you pull it out and you, you lick it off. Oh, mm, nice and nice. <laughs> You oh. do not lick it off. I did lick you it off. You do not oh. lick I'll do it, right it now. off. Nobody right eats whack. Yeah. Ear whack. Mm. Oh. oh my gosh. If you're watching Stop this on that. Rad TV, you can see it. And then comes out. No. Yep, got a little okay. deposit there. Not, and not looking. No, mm. no. Mm. You, you understand because mm. of what we do mm. for a living, mm. all of us, mm. it, it, it tends to hurt our ears mm. over time. Pardon? And, and then you sticking stuff in your ears, you're just tripling your chances of becoming totally deaf. Well, th- that, is, that is inevitable for, as, far, uh. as far as I'm concerned. So I don't care. I'm already, I'm already working up uh, the cochlear implant or whatever I can get. I mean, it's yes, like, it's yes. like be because of 35 uh. and running years of doing this, uh, I, I'm going to lose my, my hearing entirely. So I, I don't consider that when I'm enjoying And the pleasure. The pl- it's worth it. The pleasure is so good. So, 
seeing how is you you like to lick the wax off your, your glasses from your ear, have you ever dug in your belly button hole and licked it too? And do you think the ear wax is better or the belly button lint's better? The belly button uh, uh, wax. Uh, the be- I'm sorry, sorry. The ear wax is better. The belly button stuff has a strange it's a dirt. Smell, oh, smell to it. It's got it's but but I don't dislike it. It's like a uh. it's like a fine foreign cheese smell. <laughs> but the, I like the taste of the earwax better because it's really more just like it's like uh. lard, if you will. Same consistency. Okay, so the belly button lint I think is a little sweeter. Like it's got a little bit of that stinky onion kind of mm-hmm. sweetness to it. It does. And then the earwax, it's it's it, it, it um it's really dark and musky. And it, it it's a lot bitter, and I, I I think I prefer the belly button. The thing is too is that 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 the earwax I'm yeah. producing that in my own body. The belly button stuff, a lot of that's foreign. You know, exactly. That, that's, so so that's why I prefer to eat earwax. Yeah, God. Uh, back to the subject uh, at hand. How should you uh. get rid of earwax? You shouldn't say doctors in a new study. Exactly. Doctor Nicholas Deep. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Doctor Deep, an ear, nose, and throat specialist at the Mayo Clinic, no less. <laughs> Explains that earwax is an essential and healthy part of our body's ear canal. It's vitally important. Dr. Deep explains it serves several critical functions, such as creating a protective layer over the ear canal, blocking out foreign particles, and preventing bacterial and fungal growth. And it also helps keep the ear lubricated, which aids in self-cleaning. Yes, and it will um, uh, flush itself out because you can get to where your body Mm -hmm. doesn't work as it should and you'll get way too much pops my father-in-law because when you're older it can happen he was having the hardest he already his hard of hearing but then it was like even worse oh my god yeah they cleaned all that out because he does have like the the buildup sometimes that happens when you're older but for us all if you're younger it'll work itself out it's what the body does leave it alone and you'll miss out on oh. hours and hours of pleasure over the course of a lifetime <laughs> Dr. Deep clearly went to the same medical school as Dawn. He uh, cautions against putting anything into your uh, ear canal. Recommends for cleaning that you use a cotton swab or a wet washcloth around the outer that's ear. Right, mm. around the outer. Any wax that's come out, but avoid inserting yep. anything into the uh, canal. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Not going to happen, Dr. Deep. Uh. <laughs> Some individuals may be prone to buildups, and Dr. Deep recommends using mineral oil. To soften and loosen excess. Well, that's not fun. What? No, it's no. <laughs> there's there's nothing fun about any of that. And anytime, you see, anytime now we got you got to fight the machine, man. This is big ear. Oh big God. ear. Big is, ear. He's is, not even is, telling you to take a pill is for it. Telling you <sighs> to leave your ear alone. Right. And, and he's not asking you to spend any money at all. Not even oh, on Q-tips. Oh, 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 I see right through Doctor Deep here. His <laughs> here's here's a little scam. What's the scam? When you ignore your ear, that's when you have to go to Dr. Deep. Oh. That's what he's not telling you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, see, dentists. When you ignore the ear? Dentists are so stupid at Halloween when they hand out toothbrushes. Not only do they do you piss the kids off, um, but, but you're not helping your industry. Dentists should be handing out the biggest chocolate bars they can find. With their business cards. So that, yes, <laughs> so that the kids build up the cavities. And and wind up and then that's what Doctor Deep's doing. He knows he he got this story to go viral. He got it into all the major publications so that a whole bunch of people go, oh my God, I'm gonna stop digging in my ear. And then three months later, because his his name is so memorable, right? Memorable. His name is so memorable. Oh, right. Oh my God, my ear. Oh oh oh, Doctor Deep. But I will it, call Doctor Deep. But it isn't just Doctor Deep. Oh, it's that's other right. Ear doctor. Big ear. That's right. <laughs> I know that. It isn't just Chevron. It's also Shell. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> sit on that for a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> Be here, Dr. Lobby. Oh, they see they're big because they team up with uh, nose and throat. That's that's how they got. That's how they got so much influence. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Lord. Let's get to name that comedian. Oh, that's oh, right. We, we kept it that name. Uh, as far as I know, okay, no, I, none, I, none of us spent any time <laughs> considering a new name. I thought you guys had said oh. you wanted a different name. But no, okay, I, I think, whatever. Yeah. I think the email to uh, to Brandon and Kyle said something like, "If you guys have any other ideas, <laughs> let me know." And I didn't give it a second thought. Well, I think on the sheet I wrote "name the comedian," so eh. I might have changed the do we, that. Do we like that better, Brandon? You, you get the tie, you get the vote here. Name a or name the comedian. It's either the or that. Oh, name that comedian. Because yes, it's like name that tune. Right. Okay. It goes, falls into oh, the okay. same vein. That's yeah. why. That's, that's why I went with that. But okay. All right. Name that. Comedian. All right, we're going to play Name That Comedian right now for a pair of tickets <laughs> to see Daniel Tosh this Saturday night at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno. See, he's a comedian. Right. So you have to name that comedian. Is it going to be Daniel Tosh? Ooh. Mm-hmm. We will play a stand-up comedy. In other words, it's just like every one of our other games, except the pressure cooker, except with a comedian. We're going to play a stand-up comedy clip. You give us the name of the comedian, and you win. Right, so this is different. Usually we're asking you not for the name of the band, but the name of the song. Right. We're not, we I don't, don't want yeah. the venue they played at. No, and I don't want the bit, because a lot of their bits have names. Uh, no, you yeah, got to yeah. name the comedian. <laughs> Color 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. Mm-hmm. And if none of you know the comedian... <laughs> Droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 Name That Comedian. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. This year, give the gift that keeps on giving. No, not herpes. A year of Rad TV, available at members.radradio.com. We discussed at the top that uh, today, December 11th, is breakup day. Uh, and there's actually science behind it. Uh, it started as a little Facebook uh, experiment, but uh, researchers went out and said, yeah, two weeks uh, before Christmas. And so if you missed that, it is two weeks to the day. Until Christmas morning today. Oh, ho, yes. ho, ho. Uh, so uh, uh, it's uh, yes, you are. <laughs> Christmas is uh, is uh, is on a Monday this year, two weeks from uh, today. So you have only those two weeks left if you need any uh, of the uh, Rad 2023 proprietary blend of our turkey brine for your Christmas dinner. Uh, you can go to radradio.com and go to the stupid store. Superstar. Uh, and uh, and see uh, who has it in your area, or if uh, the the stupid store superstore can uh, can ship it right to your door. And remember, uh. you also have less than two weeks now uh, to go to NorCal Gun vault in Rockland where they are collecting toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots Christmas Drive. All you have to do is bring in at least $20 worth of new unwrapped toys for donation along with a receipt of purchase and NorCal Gun Vault will just give you a, a bag of rad turkey. Brian, there are details are at uh, NorCalGunVault.com. Now, uh, uh, we're, we're going to play uh, Name That Comedian, uh, which is we're, it's just a throw-off. Uh, we needed a week. This is our final broadcast week of the year, so we're doing some things differently this week. We didn't want to start another bucket of WinRob's Change and then take a few weeks off and then come back. It's, it's just There's no reason for that. And we had these Daniel Tosh tickets uh, that we had to give away. So we just substituted for the week Name That Comedian. And we need theme songs around here, but it didn't seem right to have Brandon write a whole new theme song for, for something. We might never do this again. Right. We might do this and go, wow, this is a really stupid idea. <laughs> um, or we might just roll it out now and then kind of thing. So, so we, we, Brandon and I were talking, and we, we agreed that what we need is we need, a, 
we need a catch-all generic theme song mm-hmm. that we can roll out whenever. Like, like the, the thing I like about this is it leads to less work to, as, <laughs> because had we already had this idea. Now, I know, I know, I know that we, we, we would we would have missed out on 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 art, but Brandon also would have had more time. Had we had this theme song in place, we never would have had to ride Brandon to create a, a trailer theme song mm. for Travis, oh, Kelsey, catch all. and Taylor Swift. Because it would have been like, okay, fine, this is going to be around for a couple weeks, these trailer updates, so we'll just play the generic one. So I know we never would have got that, but Brandon would have had to worry or deal with it. He's he tra- his throat. Yeah, it's doing yeah, it. Yeah. So this might be the last theme song we ever have. <laughs> Because anytime <laughs> something new comes up, wow. we can just roll out the generic theme song. This song was made for some time filler today. For a reoccurring segment, I'll give it away. So here's a theme song that is already too long. Oh, man, I love the Game Boy music in the background. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was nice. good time. Nice. Well, do, you, do you have the words in front of you, the actual lyrics, Brando? Uh, because yeah. you know are there. the maggots are always like, wait a minute, I only heard parts of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that would be, um, this song was made for Time Filler today for a recurring segment or giveaway. <laughs> so here's a theme song that is already too long. See? It, it covers everything. <laughs> we have a pair of tickets to see uh, Daniel Tosh this Saturday night at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno. Caller 18. Hello, Andrew. Uh, good morning. How about that goose egg for the silver and black Raiders? Raiders. I don't. Good like morning. <laughs> yes. So I, did they win? I, I hope his phone cuts out. What's a goose egg? A zero. Wait, they, wait zero. thirty minutes okay. when we when we talk sports. Oh, okay. And by by the way, you won't care then no, either. No, I will not. Uh, Andrew will guess first. Uh, if he doesn't know the comedian, then we'll go to Eric. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And Heather, your color twenty. Good morning, Rab. Morning. morning. All right, there's no hint or anything here. It's just name that comedian. I wake up these days and I go, oh, f- I didn't die. We need the name <laughs> of that comedian. I wake up these days and I go, oh, f- I didn't die. Andrew, do you know who that is? Craig Ferguson. Ha. <laughs> yeah, we're actually looking for funny people in this uh, particular game. Uh, Eric, do you know? Ricky Jarvis. Damn it. <laughs> the other guy. Uh, I need to. I, I need a, a judge. That's wrong. I mean, look. If Brandon. Oh no. If he, if he if he just assertively said it's wrong, then that's it. I'm not even gonna have to engage in a discussion. I was leaning that way. Anyway, you have to pronounce the name right. Oh, Heather. Ricky Gervais. Say Ricky Jervis? Jarvis. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, oh, not even no, close. No. Uh, this is from his Humanity uh, Netflix special. I wake up these days and I go, oh, f- I didn't die. Got to do it all again. I'm usually hungover, headache, liver pains. I can't walk for the first five minutes because I've got no joints in the <laughs> knees, right? I'm getting fat again now, right? Now, I was thin till I was about 28, like proper skinny, like nine and a half stone, right? Then I got a job, right? And the next sort of 20 years were what I call my eating years, right? <laughs> and I just got steadily fatter and fatter till I reached a peak of unwellness and blobbiness 
when I was about 48 years old. And it was one Christmas, I was at home, lying on the floor, right? And <laughs> I was saying to Jane, I'm having a heart attack, right? And uh, honestly, my heart rate was like 130. I felt nauseous. I had palpitations. I was sweating because I'd eaten 11 sausages. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Mm. We have uh, another chance for you to win those Daniel's Tosh tickets uh, at 9.30 a.m. Oh, also, so in, in addition to this game, uh, we are bringing back Bad Radio on Wednesday of this week. Brandon will uh, come over to the Invisible Captain's chair, and I'll, I'll hit over to the, uh, the Sidekick chair on Wednesday. And for our last show of the year... Brandon won't be here. Uh, we're actually bringing in Ian from Tech oh, to You. Uh, I have awarded Brandon for all of his hard work this year with one extra day off. Wow, yeah. Brandon, Thank you, you earned so much. it. So Brandon's final <laughs> show is, is Thursday, but he'll get he'll my take final show of the year. Of the year. Of the oh, year. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Whoa, Freaking me out. Man, um, right breakup day and but, all. But he'll get another day, uh, another day uh, in the in the invisible captain's chair on uh, Wednesday. All right. Yeah, that's right. It is breakup day, and I. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Uh, all right, we got this email from Bruce. Hey, Bruce. He says, Rob, I've listened to you for decades, and I've learned a ton from you. I know you don't do a lot of politics until you have to, but I am curious about something. I've heard you say that after a decade of bad polling, they're starting to do much better. That said, a bunch of new polls show that Nikki Haley, that's the former governor of South Carolina, also a U.N. ambassador, uh, Nikki Haley, of all the Republicans, would destroy Joe Biden, yet Trump, who is tied with Biden is in most polls, is way ahead to be the Republican nominee. Like you, I have no team. I'm on Team America, and our team can't handle four more years of President Grandpa. Ugh. Are the Republicans really going to commit political suicide when they have a candidate who would clearly be the strongest? I can do this in less than three minutes. Don't turn off your radios. Uh, so, uh, first of all, the better at polling thing. Polling went into the toilet uh, uh, about 15 years ago because they couldn't track people who were going exclusively to cell phones. They used to do polling almost exclusively to landlines. Nobody had them anymore. It was hard to get a hold of them. Nobody answers their cell phone. This, I mean, more and more, especially if you don't recognize the number. They've changed the way they're doing polling, and they've been pretty close the last few election cycles. So, yes, they are getting better. That doesn't mean you should trust them entirely, but when you have a number of polls, like he's alluding to, that all link up, and the, the thing he didn't put in there is they're all polls of likely voters, So the, and those are the people that are paying attention already. These are the ones that are, that are deep into whatever their motivation is. I don't want Trump. I, I don't want Biden. Uh, the, the country needs a new direction. So they're already paying attention, and multiple polls have showed head-to-head -head battles, hypothetical race between current President Joe Biden and Nikki Haley. Haley, in one of the polls, beats him by 17 points, and in many of them, he's, uh, she's beating him by, uh, by double digits. So the, the question that Bruce is asking is, how do Republican voters not see this and go, okay, well, then we can't put Trump there when Trump is losing to Biden or barely beating him, or, what, what, or he's inside what we call the margin of error, meaning it could be an election day decision for anyone. And then we have another mm. radically close election, and there's all sorts of questions over whether or not it's Whoa. legitimate. How, he's asking, how do Republican voters not see that? Because it, it, there is this cult of personality thing that has taken over a sect of the Republican Party. It's about a third of them, where they are gung-ho for Trump, and nothing, what he said in his election, in his campaign in 2016, is true. I could go out on Madison Avenue and just shoot a bunch of people and you'd still vote for me. Yes, they would. That small group. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't enough Republican voters who might choose another alternative. A lot of the polling with inside the Republican Party that has Trump such in the lead is misleading because 
when it, if it were to get down quickly to only two choices for Republican voters only, because the Republican voters state by state will choose who their nominee will be. If it was Trump or in this example, Nikki Haley only, we don't know that the 65% of the party that doesn't want Trump to run wouldn't show up and vote for Haley. But there's too many people running. You've got Vivek Ramaswamy still running, Chris Christie still running, uh, Ron DeSantis still running. So there's too many names, and there's, so they're splintered amongst all of them. It, it, I would not be surprised at all. It, I, everybody expects Trump to get the nomination. I wouldn't be surprised if he does get it. It's early. They start voting next month in Iowa and then New Hampshire, and then we'll have a better idea of where we're headed. End of politics. Yay. Uh, next up, uh, oh, I do. This is this is uh, unfortunately somewhat uh, political, but but it, that's because everything is right. Everything has to be political. Yeah. Um, but this is not to me political. This is common sense, and I, I throw this question out. I don't know quarterly. Never get an answer. Never. Uh, but you're welcome to email anytime if you want to take your time to uh, put this into a well-constructed thought. Rad at radradio.com. You can call. We just argue about it on the air too. Uh, very simple though. A new report released over the weekend, carbon dioxide levels in Earth's atmosphere are at their highest point in human history. Now, how do we know things like that? Like, how do we know what the carbon dioxide levels were before humans even existed? I have that answer for you. Scientists use proxy sources to determine past levels. That would be things like analyzing materials such as air bubbles trapped in ice cores. They were there a long time before we were the uh, chemistry of ancient soils and ocean sediments and the anatomy of fossil plant leaves. We figured out, we can figure out how old a tree is, right? Cut it open, count the rings. Wow, that's a million rings. That tree's a million years old. Let's study it. Here's what was going on. So that's how they come up with, with all this stuff. So here's your question. According to the study, it has been 14 million years since the level of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere was this high long before modern humans appeared on the scene. The question for you is, if 14 million years ago, long before any humans existed, we were at the exact same level of CO2 in the atmosphere, how is all of this our fault? It was occurring 14 million years ago with no humans. And we know why. It was occurring because of natural processes like volcanoes which produce a lot of carbon dioxide. Why are we the problem then? Weathering of rocks on land increases CO2. In fact, a different recent study found that rocks can release CO2 at levels that rival the amount volcanoes release. Well, then why don't we just get rid of all the rocks? Why are we attacking humans? Why are we attacking what we do, what we choose to, what we want to drive? Why are we attacking our, our gas stoves? Because 14 million years ago, before we existed, the exact same level of CO2 was in the atmosphere. And now it's our fault? Anybody can chime in. Anybody. I'm always ready for the emails. It's never arrived. But if you can explain it to me, I would love to hear it. All right. Now, we're going to do a quick because she sent it in as such Dr. Rob segment. Here we go. And now, baby, here's Dr. Rob, the doctor of love. Dr. Rob. All right. Here's how the Dr. Rob segment works. You got a question, a comment, a problem of your own? Our phone number is 888-989-9811. You can always write to the Dr. R-A-D at radradio.com, remembering... I'm not really a doctor, and you should suck it. Now, this is from a name-withheld uh, woman. Hey, girl. Uh, she does mention that she, and, and I think the only reason she had to write is because she does mention she's a teacher, and therefore she doesn't have the time or, or ability or energy to subscribe to our membership site and, and, and watch Rad TV and such, because a lot of places, or a lot of times, we'll, we can do dirty Dr. Rob letters there. This is not... And she's very sweet. She should be a teacher because this is there's nothing dirty about this. I can read the, the email as it is. 
but I do understand what what she's meaning because it is it's edgy, and we spent an entire, I think, sixth hour uh, uh, on this subject. Uh, and so if that in, in this conversation uh, in any way entices you or interests you, you can always become a member and go go find it. She says simply, "Will you please help settle a debate for me?" I typically go to bed hours before my husband due to life. We're both pushing 40. We've been married for 14 years, and our spicy life is largely determined by the ability to distract the kids on the iPads. <laughs> Lately, we have fallen into a new and exciting habit. Oh. Both my husband and I have talked it over and agreed to these nonverbal terms. On nights where I'm wanting spicy time, I will go to bed totally naked. So that's her cue. And when my husband comes to bed, he will wake me up, if you will. I told my sister, and she said it felt a little rapey. I said no, because I was preemptively consenting, and it's quite a great way to wake up, in all honesty. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we do behind closed doors, but I wanted an outsider's opinion. That's why I say she probably didn't need to write this. If, if she was a member and she listened regularly, she would have heard our discussion on corpse blanking months ago and what it entails and uh, the participation level to which my, my wife and I engage in it. And I'm really glad that you, you said at the end of your email that it doesn't matter because it doesn't. The only, and the only thing that I always question in these type of emails is why are you even telling anyone? Whether it's your sister or, or not. And I can't tell. I mean, you're, you, you wrote, so I can't tell if you're bothered. Or if you just wanted another, if you really, did it make you think at all, is it, is it a little rape? There's nothing rapey about it, especially the way you described it. You have discussed ahead of time. The way that, you, my God, this is, this is, this is less rapey than, than, than what my wife and I, and I don't think what my wife and I do at all is rapey. But the fact that you send a signal. See, so if, if you went to bed after this discussion and you were wearing pajamas and he tried this and didn't stop. Well, that's a little rapey because it violates your terms and conditions. You start by sending him a signal. You're naked. He gets into bed. He feels around. Oh, all right. She's already consented. And then he wakes you up by having sex with you. There's nothing rapey about that at all. You've already agreed to it. You, you might even have aftercare the next morning where you discuss it. I don't know. And, and so I don't find anything rapey about it all. And even if I did, who cares? It's, it's your relationship. Which, I, like I said, always makes me sir. I don't have the luxury. My wife and I don't have the luxury of being able to keep things from people for the most part. This is the show we do. We share. We don't have to share everything. But if it can help people, we love to. And that's how that, that first conversation came up. So I, 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 my opinion is you're, you're fine. You're doing everything right. You're communicating. You're enjoying your life. Uh, I'm sure your sister's a lovely person. I think she's just fallen trapped to this thing that started. I don't even know when. It, it's like... It's become like a verb now or something. Like it's almost become just like an, any other word. It's very hard for me sometimes to have these conversations because I have literally had things done to me with zero consent. Okay. Like I, I, I just, I don't like how everything's rapey. I, it, oh my God. It, it takes away from people that have actually had rape happen to them. A woman telling her husband, here's my, here's how you know I want to have spicy time tonight. I'm going to be in bed naked. She is... There's oh, your consent. I, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. If she went to bed, if she... Okay, two different ways. I'm sure there's various different ways this could actually be rape. And yes, a husband can rape his wife. And vice versa. And vice versa. If she went to bed naked just because she felt like it. And he came to bed assuming that's what she wanted and just started. 
And then when she woke up and didn't want it, and he kept going. And she said no. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of those things. If she went yeah. to bed fully clothed, and he started doing yeah. something, and she's awake, she's reading a book when he comes to bed, and he starts, and she says no, not in the mood, and he does it anyway. That is rape. I mean, gosh dang it. No, I, I'm, I'm uh... glad. I'm really so glad, that, and I'm not usually that you're here, um, because... <laughs> I, I, that was, that's the other thing. I, and I get so emotional about this subject that I forget. Yes, it completely demeans the legitimate act of, of rape. And we've got to stop this. This it, It's so... It almost mm. makes me feel like... Here's the other thing it does mm. to me. It almost makes me feel like there are people that want to be able to say... No, I don't want this to come out wrong. Like, like do you feel left out? Please don't feel left out. Be glad you're not a part of that club. Right? Like, I... Don't place that on your sister. Mm. Right? It was her sister that said right. this chart. Come on, man. Yeah, see, now thinking about it, maybe you have to have a conversation with your sister and ask why she said that statement. Why Why do you think it's rapey? Are you jealous that me and my husband are getting our, uh, spicy time and you're not? Are you saying things because you're jealous? Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. Or it, do you just not understand what that word actually means and, and the power and, and what that implies and, and, and the horrendousness of that word? It shouldn't. I'm sorry if I'm getting too serious for people, but it shouldn't just be rolled out of the tongue like that. I'm sorry. It just shouldn't. It just shouldn't be like some app. Oh, my God, that's rapey. And I know I've been guilty of that myself, and I don't like when I do that. When we read some stories, I'm like, oh, that sounds a little rapey, because I'm, I'm also a victim of it, right? We've made it this like it's a saying. Without really thinking it through. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, so the, I, the yeah. word we the, the word we should use, I suppose, if we're going to continue to allow these weird judgments, is cringy or something like that. Cringy. So that, so that we're not even bringing up the R word. There you, yeah. The other thing too is I still don't understand why we inject our opinion onto other people's private lives, even when they share with us. What it, what is the point? Fine. Dawn does something in her bedroom that I don't like. Why do I even need to comment on that? What is the point of that? Do you know what? So I I honestly used to feel that was normal. If someone shared something with you, then you give your ju- – they're sharing it with you. So therefore, they're opening up the door for me to then judge it. I used to really just think that was normal. That's how we do life. It does right? seem normal. Right. And, and, and then I finally like realized they're not asking me for my opinion on it at all. Now it's okay if they have something to say about it. Like I, I, I don't get upset about it. Like I did share with you, and if you have a judgment about it and you share that, great. I'm not going to get mad at you. But for me personally, I have just really tried really hard over the years to be like, no, this isn't. No, I mean, this is how they live. This is not a place for me to inject my judgment. Okay, maybe this is. I mean, we're not always going to get it right, but I think that's why. I think we all just I think it's innocently done, right? Oh, well, they're sharing. So I'm going to share my thought on it. Yeah, see, you know? again, so you just have a higher know. level of like for the human race. And that's okay. Dr. Rob is not a real doctor. I don't, I don't think it's innocent at all. He plays a doctor on the radio most of the time. He's full of crap. You can write to the doctor already at radio.com. We got a note here from Eric. After we rolled out, name that comedian. We will play again at 9.30 this morning for Daniel Tosh tickets. It's here for one week, and then it's gone. Uh, Eric was caller 19. He says, thanks for the chance to win uh, tickets to see Daniel Tosh. I was caller 19, and I mispronounced the comedian's name. It was Ricky Gervais, and he said Jarvis. 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 I love comedy, and I knew the comedian, but did not know, do not know the proper way to say his name. Well, you do now. We've told it to you many times. You'll remember now for sure. Says, I will end my life in the most disgusting way possible. Well, why don't you at least try throughout the week to, to win tickets? Because we're going to do it through Friday. And then on Friday, you can off yourself. 
if you want. That's up to you. That's also a consensual thing. Uh, we're going to play the pressure cooker right now for a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. And you'll be qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings uh, this Friday. And you pick which one you want to be qualified for. Either the party for up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, in the VIP bowling garage with four private bowling lanes. All of the catering options, including the taco bar or prime rib, all worth up to $2,000. Brando. Did I? Yes. I think I did, but I can't remember. I was doing a lot of it. Did I email you all of these call to action sheets for Wednesday's bad radio? You emailed them to me twice. You emailed them last week and then once again over the weekend. <laughs> I'm just so, being thorough. I got it. Then. I okay. got it. Wow. Thank you. Wow, I did it twice and I still had to ask you. Uh... <laughs> Lord. The other drawing is a pair of second row courtside seats complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings host the Detroit Pistons on uh, February 7th. Brandon, use the ones I just sent you on Sunday because I changed them. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the all verbiage right. was all wrong on the, on the, 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 the other one. Understood. Oh, my God. I was thinking, God, that game hasn't happened yet, but okay, it's February. I got it. Huh? What's the, the correlation the there? The Super Bowl? I, it, probably my game. hatred of basketball. Oh. Oh, well, it's my, I mean, why would we give away tickets to a game that's going to happen in the middle of the giveaway? But we wanted, and we wanted to give them enough time to be able to plan. No, I know none okay. of it makes sense. That I it just was okay. being a butt. Uh, hey, look, kids, it's our last week on the year. <laughs> All right, for for this year, you're you're gonna get a lot of this. All right? And there's just so much sports in my house right now. No, be thankful. All the time. That's what I'm thankful God, for. God and pops' room. I hear it. All the TVs upstairs. Go upstairs. With my okay, go to the garage. Leave. Oh, get a hotel. God. The Pressure Cooker is our daily trivia game that we play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. Five, right, 30 seconds. None of that matters. Let's uh, call 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the Pressure Cooker. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Why not spend your Christmas vacation and hours getting caught up on everything you've missed on Rad TV? Get access now at members.radradio.com. Usually this sound indicates that I have a printed out email that was sent in rad at radradio.com. Now this is an email, but it was sent to my personal email address. Oh. As in what's very interesting about that is that in our previous segment, uh, we reminded everybody that we still have a, a little bit of the 2023 proprietary blend of the Rad Turkey Brine. Some of our vendors have it. Um, and, and online, there's a, there's some packets left that we can ship. You just go to radradio.com. You go to the stupid store. Superstore. And while I was doing that, I reminded you that uh, as part of tying all that in, NorCal Gun Vault in Rockland is collecting toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots Woo-hoo! Christmas Drive. If you bring in at least $20 worth of new unwrapped toys for donation, along with the receipt uh, for the purchase, NorCal Gun Vault will just give you a bag of our rad turkey, Brian. And then, then that break ends, and I go to my personal email, and there's an email from NorCal Gunball. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, the weekly one that they send out to all of us that have ever bought anything from them mm. with all of their specials. I thought, coincidence? And I went, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> they just have it set to send out Monday morning at, at uh, 7 a.m. But they do have their uh, their weekly specials listed, a few uh, guns and rifles with some big uh, over $100 uh, discounts. They got some binoculars in there. They even have uh, tumblers and coffee mugs, uh, nice. all part of their uh, their specials for this week at NorCal Gun Vault. And remember, the toys for tots for the Marine Corps, U.S. Marine Corps toy for tots Christmas drive. That goes through a week from this Friday if you want to drop off uh, toys. And whether you want Brian or not, just help them out. They're hoping to have, what, a third pickup already. So let's uh, help them do that. Let's get to the pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. It's 
You win a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com, and you're qualified for this Friday morning's grand prize drawings. There's two of them, and you choose which one you're eligible for. Either the party for up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl to Wild Island, Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, worth up to $2,000, or the pair of second-row courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge. To see the Sacramento Kings host the Detroit Pistons on February 7th, which Dawn can't believe the game hasn't been played yet. <laughs> Vito, you're caller 18. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Here's how this works. Your timer begins when I finish reading the first question, which is true or false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And i got to take the first thing that you say. So if you say guns and then you say rifles, I have to take guns as your answer. Do you have any questions? I do not. All right, good luck. True or false? There were four total ghosts in A Christmas Carol. False. Name two of the four teams playing tonight in Monday Night Football. Green Bay and Miami. Meili Kalikimaka means Merry Christmas in what language? Hawaiian. What color is the Grinch? Green. The song with the famous line, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, is actually called what? Which reindeer shares his name with a household cleaner? Comet. Three of Santa's reindeer. Three of Santa's reindeer have names that begin with the letter D. Name two of them. Dasher and Dancer. All right. As long as we start the question before the buzzer, we wait for the answer. That was seven questions. You only need five. All right. Let's see how he did. True or false? There were four total ghosts in A Christmas Carol. He said, that's false. Mm-hmm. There were four. They were. Uh, uh, pa- past, present, future, and his uh, former employee. Mm-hmm. Can't remember his name. Yeah, well, what's the? I know there's four, Jay- but why? I don't know. It's Jacob? the guy who comes and talks. Jake, Jake, Jacob Marley. There it is. Oh. Yes, Ghost of Jacob Marley. Why? Christmas past, present, and yet to come. Oh, yet to come. Why? Mar- Marley comes before the other ghosts uh, just to warn him yep. that he will be visited by those three spirits. Perfect. Because Ebenezer Scrooge is a jerk. <laughs> And that's what he's saying. He's saying, you, you were a jerk, and, and now we're going to jerk you around in this whole story. <laughs> Name two of the four teams playing tonight Monday Night Football. Yes, Dawn, there are two Monday Night Football games for you Jesus, to enjoy tonight. why? I don't know, because they're both on at the same time, on one on ESPN, one on ABC. It makes no oh, sense. Jesus. They used to stagger them when they did this. I, I don't know why they're doing it. Oh, now you'll have to choose. Uh, he said the Packers and the Dolphins. That's two of them. Uh, the Packers are playing the Giants, and the Titans are playing the Dolphins tonight. Melikalikimaka means Merry Christmas in what language he said Hawaiian. By the way, uh, every year when I ask this question, some lunar, lo- loser or lunatic, oh. either one. <laughs> uh, Rob, you know, technically I think that's actually in, uh, uh, an offshoot of the Hawaiian language called pigeon. Yeah, no. Oh. D- d- don't, be, don't be dumb. The Hawaiian Constitution recognizes as official languages both English and Hawaiian, but not pigeon, which is an offshoot. I think it's like part Polynesian, part Hawaiian or whatever. Oh. Oh. This makes Hawaii the only state in America that has two official languages. I didn't even know pigeon was an official language. I just thought it was their slang they used out there. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah wow. exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it is a language, but it's an offshoot and blah, blah, blah. So could you learn pigeon and think you just learned Hawaiian, but you didn't? I don't mm. know. Except that, both. No. Wait, is that the, what the language is called? Just say Hawaiian? Yes. Or Polynesian? No. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not going to make it. You just don't listen. <laughs> What color is the Grinch? He said green. He passed on the song with the famous line, chestnuts roasting on an open fire is actually called what? 
I don't know, but I hate the oh, song. No, I love this song. You hate the song? Yeah, I love crap. this song. Is this the one that says, we'll all be together? Or no, that's a different one. <laughs> a lot of the Christmas songs say, we'll <laughs> all be together. <laughs> Oh I my God! It's called the Christmas song. Oh, That's Very it. Very original. Now King Cole made it, it uh, famous. Yes. Which reindeer shares his name with a household cleaner? He said Comet. <laughs> <laughs> Three of Santa's reindeer have names that begin with the letter D. Name two of them. He said Dasher and Dancer. The other one is Donner. And with that, he got five right. Good job, buddy. I mean. He technically got seven right because he had two questions and he had to give me two answers. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We won. Man. Oh, my gosh. You win. Two more chances for you to win and qualify coming up at 8 and 9 a.m. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. What's in Santa's sack? Hopefully something from the stupid store. Buy all your rad swag at radradio.com. It's our final broadcast week of the year. Brandon's going to take the reins on Wednesday. I'll be here. Don't worry about it. But I'll uh, sidekick it. Brandon will take over the invisible captain's chair. you got to keep in practice. And we haven't had uh, Brandon uh, do it for a while as, uh, as seamlessly as I make this seem and sound. It's, uh, it's not necessarily like riding, on, riding a bike. Uh, a lot of I, the, our first show back after our holiday break, I will be all over the place. <laughs> I will be discombobulated. I won't know which buttons to press and all this. So we'd like to get Brandon a, a chance here before uh, our, his end of the year because his end of the year is Thursday. Woo-woo! He's getting one extra day off as a bonus this Woo-hoo! year. Uh, so Ian will be joining us. Ian from Tech Yay, to You. Ian! Uh, we'll be here on Friday. Brandon hosts Wednesday, then hits his last show of the year Thursday, and then and then Ian will be here. On Friday, all of that uh, is part of uh, this week. And we will still be doing the Mixed Picks podcast on Wednesday with Steve Mickelson, live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and MixedPicks.com. Two K's in Mix, two K's in Picks. MixedPicks.com. Good morning, Steve. I have to press this button. See, I'm already discombobulated. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Oh, my God. So, yes, we will do the Mixed Picks podcast this Wednesday morning uh, at 10 a.m. And we're going to be on uh, even during our holiday break, uh, December 27th and January 3rd. Steve and I will be uh, on Rad TV, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays at members.radradio.com. I know Dawn is really excited for that. Man, I'll tune in. Uh, before we get to another What the Blank weekend in the NFL, Steve, there was another What the Blank text exchange between you and me over the weekend when Shohei Otani signed the biggest deal in Major League Baseball history when the Los Angeles Dodgers linked him for uh, inked him rather for 10 years and 700 million dollars that is fully guaranteed in Major League Baseball <laughs> that is multi-generational wealth that breaks the uh, MLB records for both total value and average annual value in a contract those are two different things that baseball uses Mike Trout had the previous total record and Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer were tied for the annual average and Shohei Otani, Steve, who's the the Babe Ruth of the modern times, he pitches and he hits, has injured his pitching arm for the second time with the same injury, won't even be pitching next year, and yet just got paid more than I think you ever – I don't even think you thought he was going to get $500 million, which was the number that was being thrown around. I did not believe he would even get $500 million. Uh, you know – you got to believe he's still going to be able to pitch. I mean, obviously the Dodgers would not throw this kind of money out there if they didn't. 
But what happens if he can? I mean, he's essentially had a version of Tommy John surgery twice now in the last five years. So it's not like, you know, his arm is fully healthy and, and he's ready to go. $700 million. The, the big question I want to ask out of this thing, and I wish I could find out, is they settled for $700 million and it took a while, and everybody was talking about how slow the process was. How much did his agent ask for that they were willing to settle at $700 million? Did he walk in and, and his initial offers were, we want $800 million and then they negotiated it to the $700 million. But I will tell you this, it absolutely has changed baseball salaries going forward, where we used to complain about $30 million a year players at $70 million. It's really going to change the landscape. And those small market teams are now really going to start complaining because there's no chance they can comp- keep up with this kind of spending well, you, you and you immediately started thinking of okay well who who's next down the road you know Aaron Judge is like damn it I was a year early mm-hmm. um, I mean Juan Soto there's there, there are names when you look at the, the landscape of the of, of Major League Baseball that are going to come in and ask for at least this much if not more yeah and that was the second thing I thought about because Juan Soto turned down 440 million from the Nationals which is what got him traded to the Padres and now that he's traded to the Yankees who are the big pocket team, you know, he's got to, you got to believe he's looking for, you know, 500, 600 million plus because he's only 25. So he's still at the start of his career where most guys are just breaking into the league. He's already becoming a free agent. So the Yankees really had to dislike that $700 million contract. Because it added, I would have to believe, at least $100 million plus to Juan Soto's asking price. Well, and I, I wonder now how soon the conversations shift. Because it's always, it's always the question of, do you want long-term or do you want more per year? Because if you, and, of course, the, the question there is always injury. So let's take Juan Soto. He's 25. Does he go in and he go, hey, you know what? I want, I want 70 or $80 million a year. But I'm only signing for five years or three years because this is just going to keep going up and up and up because in three years or five years, I'm going to come back and I'm going to say, okay, five more years. But this time it's going to be $100 a year. There's no end to this. Yeah, this contract for me, for fans, because ultimately the fans are the ones who end up paying this money in higher ticket prices, higher food sales and everything else, which is why I can't afford to go to games as often as I used to. Um, but you know what? If the players get it, it means the owners have it, and if the owners pay it, then they're willing to. You know, good for the players. I just I'm stunned at the amount that Otani signed for. So when Steve brings up the agent, this for me, when my husband had told me this over the weekend, because he knows I'm just like just get fascinated by this stuff on a non-sport arena of it. What this agent? It's like what? What the hell? Did he say that they haven't heard already? Like, that's what fascinates me. That, damn, probably a great agent because if, whoever he's negotiating with, right? Like, they've heard all of this throughout the years. I mean, th- th- that's incredible. Well, I mean, it's probably, it's probably believe it or not, a very <laughs> simple pitch. Do you want him or are you going to let him go to the Blue Jays? Because they, they were the other team that was rumored all day. Yeah. You don't have to sign him. But you're telling me he had these surgeries, right? Like, it sounds like these, these yeah, things are stacked against him, and yet this agent was still able to get that kind of money. That's why a great agent doesn't even go to that. Crazy. The agent says, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they bring it up, yeah, he's had the surgeries. 
whatever. The Blue Jays are going to pay him seven hundred million. Do you want to? Do you want to match it or not? Because because he'd rather stay here in Southern California. It can't be that easy. That's just great. If it was. That's the thing about having an amazing commodity <laughs> I mean, uh, like he did. All right, let's get to our pigskin picks. Team Don, bitches. Cheats, bitches. Oof. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For uh, for week fourteen, we still have two games to go, but so far. In last place for the weekend, Kyle and Dawn. Oh, yes, yeah. see, I knew it. I already knew it was going down. Yeah. They got uh, four right oh. and nine wrong. Oh, God, that's my oh. worst so far. Ouch. Uh In third place for the weekend, me, six right, seven wrong. Ooh. Brandon second, seven right, six wrong. And, yeah, Steve was first, but it was a rough weekend, eight right, five wrong. Let's start, Steve, with uh, we got more than a few emails uh, like this, which uh, takes us to uh, uh, yesterday. says, uh, it was excruciating. To watch Patrick Mahomes make a fool of himself in front of millions, the sense of entitlement he exuded and the hissy fit he threw totally turned me off. Robert wrote in and said, We all know that diva, Patrick Mahomes, is a whiny bitch about any call that doesn't go his way. And after yesterday, his bitchiness really hit a new level. After complaining to Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills, about the offsides call after the game instead of just congratulating him. The offsides call was correct, by the way. As a long, lifelong Broncos fan, it makes me smile ear to ear seeing his pettiness all over the headlines. And yes, I know this email is also petty, but I don't care. There were a lot more, Steve. <laughs> he was petty first. And you, you and I don't disagree a lot, Steve. We'll see if we're going to. Uh, maybe this will be the first time in 2023. For a second straight week, a frustrated Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were left talking about the refs after an offside penalty call on wide receiver Kadarius Toney negated what would have been an epic finish versus the Bills on Sunday. The penalty wiped out a 49-yard touchdown that featured a cross-field lateral from Travis Swift's boyfriend to Tony. <laughs> the play would have given the Chiefs the lead with just more than a minute remaining, but instead they wound up turning the ball over on downs after the penalty and lost 20-17 to for their second straight defeat. And then Mahomes lost it. And, and Steve, you and I are, are let-em-play guys. But I agree with referee Carl Cheffers. When you go back and you look at this, because the Mahomes and Coach Andy Reid are bitching that usually, quote, quote, the refs will will coach these guys, hey, you're too far over the line. Because offsides is, is it means that Tony was past the line of scrimmage. He can't be lined up past the line of scrimmage. And usually if they have a second, they will, they'll like tap him or they'll, he'll, they'll yell at him, hey, back it up a little bit before the play. And Carl Cheffers, after the game, the referee said no warning is required, especially if they're lined up so far off sides where they're actually blocking our view of the ball. And this is what I heard everybody say. This was egregious. They had to make this call, right, Steve? Yeah, I believe they had to make the call. And, and you know, the Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't – you know, I'm not punishing him for it. I mean, he's caught up in the competitive of the game. You know, there is this call, but – it's the chief's responsibility to go out on that next play and, and make things happen and, and continue, you know, to try to win the game. I think their complaint though really is about this in the past used to be a warning first this year. They've called it 11 times last year in the whole season. They only called it twice. And in 2021, they only called it one time. So I think it's the case of the chiefs are saying, Look, you've never made this call before, no matter how egregious it's been. You've always given us a warning and told us to back it up. This time you did not. So I think they took it a little personal in that end. But on the other hand, I mean, it was bad. He was off sides. He knows better. He's played football his whole life. And, uh, you know, this is the second game that Darius Tony has cost the Chiefs. 
because he cost them the game against the Lions, too. And, you know, to not take anything away from the Bills, I mean, who's to say the Chiefs don't score there? The Bills have over a minute to go. The Bills don't come down and score again and win the game in a great ending to that game as well. So it was a bad look for Patrick Mahomes. But I, their complaint is you've always given warnings. All of a sudden you did on this play. And that's just not fair because that's the way the refs have always called it. Yeah, I, I get the frustration and the competitiveness, and I agree with you. It's it's a it's a bad look for the team, especially the post post game like whining, and they're not being as eloquent as you are in putting into words why they're so upset. But that they're they're also upset at what we've been talking about all year. They're not the Chiefs. They can't get it together. They can't they can't get this thing this train moving, and they're heading towards the playoffs maybe. Uh, and and so I understand all the the, the emotions that are going along. When with you it. guys said, do you okay at the end of the game where the quarterbacks on any game walk over and shake each other's hands? Always. Okay, are you saying in that moment, literally, mm-hmm. he was? Yeah. I mean, screaming at the quarterback. He, well, he he. So the game ended. This was this all happened with like a minute left, or and you know, so it, it was still very fresh mm. as the Bills ticked down the time, and then he ran over, and instead of just saying, "Hey, congratulations, a good yeah, game." Yeah, that's classy. He, the mics picked up some kind of. He's mentioning, you know, I, I don't remember what. Uh, Steve, did you see what or hear what he said? Because I only saw a blip of it this morning. It was something like terrible offsides call or something like that. I don't know. No, no I did. I did not see that. The midfield handshake conversation yeah. and i don't want to misquote him but he I mean, was I, talking about the call i love how competitive he is but like you got to know when to rein it in because that's yeah. just that's not good so 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 steve on the issue of the chiefs not being the chiefs they are now eight and five they're still in the third position in the afc playoffs they only have a one game lead over the broncos who are sizzling hot right now they're lucky in that their schedule ends going to new england uh, hosting the Raiders, hosting Raiders. the ba- Bengals, and going to the Chargers. I'm not suggesting the Chiefs aren't going to get to the playoffs, uh, but that schedule does help them out. That schedule helps them out tremendously, especially because uh, Justin Herbert broke his index finger in his throwing hand in the game yesterday, and he most likely will be out for the remainder of the season. Easton Stick came in and uh, was just awful in relief of uh, Herbert in that game yesterday. So the, the Chiefs will be there. We'll be looking at it going, okay, they're coming into the playoffs with a four-game winning streak. They'll still be 12-5, and five, so it's not like it's disgusting. But we've sat there and looked at it, and their team's been out of sync, just like the Eagles. They, they've found ways to win, although right now they've lost two straight. But the Chiefs will be there. Uh, the, I love the fact that the Broncos are only a game back yep. You know, after we watched the Broncos lose by 70 to the Dolphins, nobody, everybody thought their season was over, and there was questions on if Sean Payton should even have a job anymore. So it's a lot of fun to watch that happen, too. Steve, the chaos in the NFL this year, I, I, I'm just in my mind thinking we're going to get like a Titans-Buccaneers Super Bowl. Nothing makes sense <laughs> with, with these, oh. these endless weekends. <laughs> um, the win did keep the Bills in the playoff hunt. Now, technically, they're 11th in the AFC, and only the top seven go, but they're tied with the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, all at seven wins, and they're just 11th because of the way the tiebreakers break down. Now, the Bills, they are two games behind the Dolphins in their division, and they have to now play the smoking hot Dallas Cowboys. 
They go to uh, the Chargers. They host the Patriots. And then they go to Miami. So they've got a game against Miami. Miami's got to play Tennessee tonight. Then they got to play the Jets. Then they got to play the Cowboys. Then they've got to go to Baltimore. And then they play the Bills again. This is a mess. This could be anything in the in the when when the AFC East is done. The Bills have a legit shot. Yeah, they absolutely have a shot. I believe they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, their hope is that the Dolphins have wrapped up the division so that the Dolphins rest their players the last week of the season, or that the Dolphins go on a little two or three, four game losing streak here, mm -hmm. and uh, they play the last week of the season for that division. But they've been a mess at times, too. You know, Josh Allen at times looks incredible. And then, like yesterday, he makes these throws, and you're like, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, your receiver wasn't even close to where you threw that ball, you know, for an interception and a costly turnover. So just got to clean things up for the Bills, but uh, they'll still be there at the end of the year. We had a few emails like this one that came in from Mario. Hey, Mario. It's a you, a Mario. <laughs> Says, dear Kyle. Oh. I am writing you today because you went against the team that you're a fan of in Pigskin Picks because you thought the good money was on the Eagles, and all yes. I have to say is ha-ha. Yeah, oh. I deserve it. Yeah, I guessed wrong. Oops. But correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. Given the choice, considering that the, the Pigskin Picks, you're, you're kind of far back anyways, you'd rather have a Cowboys win I'd, than yeah. have predicted it correctly. Yeah, I'm happy that the, yeah. that, that the team won. Don't get me wrong. Um you know, I, I feel a little bad. I'm sure my father wanted to disown me last weekend when I when I said confidently I thought the Eagles were going to win. But other than that, oh, whatever. Uh, instead, Steve, the Eagles went down 33-13 to at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys last night. Their second blowout loss in as many weeks. And the sense in their locker room after the game was that a defining moment of the season was upon them. Defensive tackle Fletcher Cox said, quote, now it's time to see the real leadership, the real players, the guys that are elite on this team, myself included, step up and do something about it. And, quote, the Eagles were outscored by the Cowboys and the 49ers by a combined 43 points over the last two games. The offense got off to another slow start. They failed to score an offensive touchdown for the first time with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback in history. Their defense ranks 32nd on third down, 29th in the red zone. They've dropped to 10-3. and three. They're in a virtual tie with the Cowboys and the Niners, but the Niners get all the tiebreakers as of right now. And they've had back-to-back -back chances, Steve, to show us what we've been wondering about them and the Chiefs. Are you going to get it together against really good teams? And they haven't at all. I mean, they've looked bad against the Niners and Cowboys. Yeah, they looked really bad again yesterday. And, and Fletcher Cox, wasn't that what he said last week after the 49ers, that it's time for you to step up and yeah. the team to show leadership, yeah. to come out and play a big game against the Cowboys? Yet they did not. And you give the Cowboys credit. You know, I've been on them all year about how they're really good at beating up bad teams. Well, you know what? The Eagles are not a bad team. They are a good team. They're just not playing good. And the Cowboys took advantage of it. And uh, we're clearly the best thing. But the Eagles' defense, I mean, if you take, I think it was the last, like, six possessions of the 49ers game, the Niners scored on, on their drives. And the first four drives of the Cowboys, the Cowboys scored. So it was like 10 straight drives. The Eagles defense gave up a score, excluding kneel downs, you know, to end the game by the 49ers. And that's crazy. Their defense looked tired, slow, and they got to figure something out because they couldn't slow the Cowboys down at all. And even when the Cowboys had it third and long, they still converted. It's 
the, the Eagles were really bad last night. That's two weeks in a row. And, uh, you know, it's been the little whispers from everyone. They've been out of sync, but they really were exploited the last two weeks. So, essentially, it's it's wildly believed. The Niners, the Cowboys, and the Eagles will all still make the postseason. It's just a battle for seeding. And, obviously, if the Niners, who are at the top, just win out, they'll stay as the number one seed and they'll get that first week by. They've got to go to Arizona. Christmas Day, they host the Ravens. That's the big one. Then they go to Washington, and then they play. Uh, they host the Rams to end the season. The Eagles, the Eagles, God, they've got Seattle, and then they got the Giants twice and the Cardinals. So they they've got they should go they should go four and zero to finish out the season. The Cowboys have it the toughest. They go to Buffalo, to Miami, they host your Lions, and then they go to Washington. If the Eagles go back to being even the Eagles of this year, they're going to go four and zero. That's a tough four and zero for the Cowboys to go. Oh, it is. The, the Cowboys are now hitting their part of the s- schedule. That's really difficult. The Eagles, well, they started with the Eagles and then, you know, but the Eagles, they've now come out of their hard part of the schedule. They've now rolled into their easy part. And, you know, if you would ask the Eagles beginning of the season, hey, well, you take 14 and three and let's just move into the playoffs. I'm sure they'd be happy to, but they got to figure it out now. They're going to win four straight. They're going to be riding a four-game winning streak into the playoffs. They will be just fine. It's just whether or not they are an elite team and can hang with the 49ers, and I just don't think they can. And uh, that was a total mess in Las Vegas yesterday. Greg Joseph's 36-yard field goal with a minute 57 left gave the Minnesota Vikings a 3 to nothing victory over the Las Vegas Raiders, the first 3 to nothing game since 2007. Only the third in the past 40 years. What what was that, Steve? Uh, It it was awful. The the thing about it is, is in the morning game, the Texas Jets were 0-0 at halftime. 11 punts, no turnovers in that game. And if you thought that game was terrible, (laughs) then you rolled into the afternoon game of the Vikings-Raiders, 0-0 into late in the game. It was awful. It was like both teams would get to their own 20, punt it. They'd get off a great punt, and then the other team would start inside their 20. It was a battle of bad field position, Mm -hmm. and both teams were were awful. If you hate watching football, you might have liked watching that game because it was like neither team wanted to be there, neither team was inspired to play, and neither team could move the ball at all. It, It was just... A terrible game to watch. Is awful the word you would use to describe your Detroit Lions losing to one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Bears? Oh. Yeah, but the Bears are playing better now that the the Bears have finally said, look, let Justin Fields do what he does best. But the Lions team has now scared me. I think this is about five weeks in a row now. Um, their defense can't get any pressure on a quarterback, and their secondary is not any good at all. They can't cover anyone, and if you can't pressure a quarterback, that just allows these wide receivers to get open because you can't cover either. And my hope on the Lions is waning fastly because this – I've been watching it going, here we go, we're back to the same Lions. And yesterday's game was a classic example of it. Jared Goff, when he didn't have a running game, really didn't look very good against the Bears' defense, which is not a good defense at all. And, uh, you know, my fear is, is 
I'm rolling back to all those other years of frustration. They're still nine and four. They still should make the playoffs. But man, th- this team is nothing close to what it was early on in the season. As we head into uh, two Monday night football games uh, for the season, Steve Mickelson in our pigskin picks has an eight game lead over Dawn, a nine game lead over me. A 12-game lead over Kyle, and in last place, Brandon is behind by 14 games. That's the most. And I'm not in last yet. We have two games uh, tonight for a Monday Night Football, and Dawn does have a chance to relinquish second place uh, in by herself anyways to me because she has uh, she's taken one game different than all of us. We will start, Steve, with the uh, Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. Right now, the Packers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm. Green Bay is right back in playoff contention, having won three straight games after their win over the Chiefs. Quarterback Jordan Love has played great over the last few games, showing why the Packers drafted him four years ago Mm -hmm. with the number one pick. Love has thrown two-plus touchdowns in four straight games. The Giants have won two straight or coming off their bye week. Running back Saquon Barkley has been playing great since his return from injury and will be looking for a big game against a Packers defense that is ranked 30th against the run. Undrafted rookie Tommy DeVito is the starting quarterback for the Giants with Daniel Jones out for the season. And he has played well in his last two starts. The Giants defense will need to create turnovers if they're to have any chance of winning this game. But I have the Packers, who are playing great football right Yay. now, winning on the road. And this is this is the game. This is the game that, that could determine if Dawn falls back into a tie with me uh, for second place because only Dawn has taken the New York Giants to win at home. Everybody else has the Packers. Oh. The other game, uh, in these game, by the way, Steve, why are these games on simultaneously on ABC and ESPN? Why are they doing this to us? I, I don't understand. You... You know, if you're going to do this, you need to stagger them so you watch one game and roll into the other game, or at least get a first half into a game so then you can decide you want to watch the first half of one game, the second half of another game if it's close. To put them side by side to me just doesn't make sense to anyone. Yeah, the, uh, the other game is the Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are a 14-point favorite. Tennessee lost last week in overtime to the Colts. And are really just finishing up the season, trying to evaluate talent for next year. Rookie Will Levis is now the starting quarterback for the Titans. He has been decent, having thrown seven touchdowns to only two interceptions. The Titans, though, still rely heavily on running back Derrick Henry, as he is the second leading rusher in the NFL this season. Tennessee is looking for their first road win of the season, as they are 0-6 so far on the road this year. Miami has won three straight games and need another win to keep in the hunt for that number one seed in the AFC. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa leads the Dolphins' number one offense in the NFL as they are averaging 32 points per game. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill is having a great season. He leads the NFL in yards with almost 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns. Miami's defense, though, which was really struggled early in the season, has been playing much better as of late. They're giving up less than 14 points per game over their three-game winning streak. This game won't be close. <laughs> Dolphins can name the score. Everybody on the pigskin picking panel agrees that we all have the uh, Dolphins. We'll talk to you on Friday morning on this show, Steve, and on Wednesday on uh, Rad TV. 
Thank you. Have a great week. You too, Steve. That is Steve Mickelson from MixPicks.com. Two K's in Mix, two K's in Picks. The Mix Picks podcast is every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. And now back to Rad Radio. Our gift to you is showing up when we feel like it. Happy holidays. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, well, first, I should tell you that if you're not, or if you know somebody who's not that wants to be, remember we have gift memberships available. It's super easy. With uh, Christmas literally two weeks from today, you just go to the membership site, members.radradio.com, and right there on the home page, it says, do you want to gift the membership or something like that? It's very easy to do. Uh, so uh, if you are watching already, coming up uh, after we do Jokes from the Maggots is the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's on the way, Brando? Rob provides the voice of his black labs, Scart and Scart and Sarge. <laughs> That's wrong. Sarge and Scout as Sarge lounges on the back of the sofa. Oh. Dahmer, the three-year-old blue healer pit mix, watches Paw Patrol on TV. And Wisby, the American fuzzy bunny, snacks on Christmas decorations. By the way, we are enjoying oh. those of you that are sending in pictures of your dogs watching various TV shows, including Bluey. Yes, uh, oh my God, so cute. It is, uh, it is our final broadcast week of the year, so while we're all on holiday break, maggots, keep uh, keep those uh, cell phones handy and horizontally record any animals because we're not uh, we don't just stick to uh, canines. Uh, and then so you can email them to us at any time, rad at radradio.com. So when we return from the holiday break, we have plenty saved up, uh, especially those of you that are traveling. Maybe you're going to see relatives' animals that you don't usually see that you can record for us. Uh, Etc. Rad at radradio.com. If you're a maggot and you're listening to us, so you are, if you got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Don't call, you can't tell jokes. Sorry. We will start with 13-year-old Athena. Oh, hey, Athena. My doctor told me to start killing people. Okay, those weren't his exact words, but he said I had to reduce stress in my life, so same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is Lily's first day uh, telling jokes as a 10-year-old. Oh, my god! Her birthday was yesterday. Uh, she does write, uh, I would love to help Dawn learn about snakes and reptiles. Remember, she wants, she's going to get an internship or whatever? Yeah. Because you know, yeah, she wants to be a, 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 a her, herba... Herba, herba no. Her, no. <laughs> I don't think she wants to... Her, herbatologist? Something, yeah. I think that's it, yes. Herbitarian? Um, no, that's the political party where you vote for an all-snake ticket. The herbitarians. <laughs> Uh, I would love to help Dawn learn about snakes and reptiles. Snakes can be just like puppy dogs and be sweet when handled regularly and treated nicely. Well, from you, Lily, I'll listen. Listen, yes, but 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 you, she'll listen to you while she, while you're placing that python I'm, in her lap. I'm very glad that you have found something you're passionate about. Here is uh, I don't know how long you can keep this up. Here is Lily's joke for today. What's green and can kill you if it gets between your teeth? What? A tractor. Oh dear. That's uh, that's much yeah. more uh. John Athena wow. level yeah. as she hits double digits. quite a jump from yeah. 9 to 10. First uh, joke is a double digit. Well, those double digits. Um, Big D wrote in and said, please enjoy today's submission of Christmas dad jokes. 
What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby? What? Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. <laughs> what does Miley Cyrus have at Christmas? What? Twerky. <laughs> How do snowmen get around? How? They ride an icicle. What do snowmen eat for lunch? What? Icebergers. <laughs> what do you call a snowman with a six-pack? What? The abdominal snowman. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the Grinch's least favorite band? What? The Who. <laughs> Same Grinch. Yeah, Same. me too. Um, now, uh, Randall wanted to get in on uh, some uh, Christmas jokes as well, so he sent in a couple. What? Uh, nope. Why? It's why. Why? Why did Scrooge love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Why? Because every buck is dear to him. <laughs> what is it called when a snowman has a temper tantrum? What? A meltdown. <laughs> These are from Harley. Hey, Harley. How does Santa discipline a bad elf? How? He makes them watch the best Christmas ever on Netflix. <laughs> Brutal. Man, that is. And why does Big D never tell orphan jokes? Why? Because he only tells dad jokes. <laughs> See how Harley's bringing it all together yeah, there? Sure why did. are orphans so bad at dodgeball? Why? What? Nobody misses them. Aww. Poor orphan kids. <laughs> As you say that with a smile. Yes. And uh, these are from Anthony. Hi, Anthony. This is a bit of a visual, but whatever. What's green and invisible? What? This head of cabbage. <laughs> nice. See, I'm not holding anything. Right. Uh, Mariah Carey spent December 24th constipated. Oh. As she went to sleep, she uttered, all I want for Christmas is poo. <laughs> the most amazing thing about the Make-A-Wish Foundation is they really know how to work on a deadline. I knew you'd like that, Kyle. Hey, thank you. You got jokes? Email us rad at radradio.com. We're going to play Tribal Trouble right now for a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. And you'll be qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings that come up this Friday. You pick which drawing you want to be in. Do you want to win a pair of second-row courtside seats? Complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings host the Detroit Pistons on February 7th. Or do you want to be eligible... To win the party for up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada. In the VIP bowling garage with four private bowling lanes. All of the catering options, including the taco bar or prime rib, all worth up to $2,000. You'll choose after you win your free 30-day membership. And if you're already a member, we'll just extend you or you can gift it to somebody. For Treble Trouble, you get a three-second song clip, and you have to tell us the title of the song, and you win. Call her 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20, and if nobody knows the song title, <laughs> there are droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.
Happy holidays, maggots. Buy yourself something awful. I mean, rad in the stupid store at radradio.com. Uh, we got an email, uh, R-E-D at radradio.com from Steven. Hi, Steven. It actually came in while we were talking to Steve Mickelson uh, and doing a, a sports recap, including talking about yesterday's game between the Chiefs and the Bills and this penalty, offsides penalty, that was called towards the end of the game and, and Patrick Mahomes throwing his, his little hissy fit. Uh, but I wanted to do some research and, and find out a little bit more. So thank you, Stephen. Because uh, the question was, after the game ended, what did, what did Patrick Mahomes say when he did the traditional midfield meet with Josh Allen, the winning quarterback, which usually it's nothing more than good game, great game, congratulations, something like that. Unless they're close and then they might talk a little bit more. Uh, so Stephen wrote in and said that Mahomes said, wildest effing call I've ever seen, and then complained about the offsides call. So what, uh, what I was able to confirm through the field mics and the cameras is that he, they, he runs over and instead of saying, congratulations, yeah. great game, he goes right into, quote, Wildest effing call I've ever seen. Offensive offsides on that play, man. Effing terrible. End quote. It's just, it's just. Why it, are you telling him? I'm starting to wonder <laughs> if there's something about being an endorsee for State Farm. Because Aaron Rodgers went down the wrong road. <laughs> and, and now Patrick Mahomes really, this is not the first time, Patrick Mahomes is really starting to seem like he is a whiny little bitch. Ew. See, I thought it was too much of his wife rubbing off on him. I know, and I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to, 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 to steal myself against that because, because I do think she's a see you next Tuesday. And, and, and so, yes, I think well, that's what I it did, would be. I did <laughs> see in the news this morning, because, you know, it's always newsworthy when Taylor Swift's there, and then they'll bring up the wife sometimes. Not really, but, but, but it's reported. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that Brittany Mahomes on her Insta or wherever, somewhere on social media, was nominating the refs as yes. MVP, but being snarky mm-hmm. about it. Yes, so way, to, way to go. They both seem to have the same snarky attitude. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, you know that I picture, I saw this story, and I pictured them in their station wagon as they're driving back home. Station wagon. Where they're hashing up that scheme. Because, yeah. because if Patrick does it, he'll get fined. So he has her do it, and, and uh-huh. they. <laughs> Eric wrote in too and said, Rob is a high school football official. I had to chime in about this whole thing. The job of a wing official is not to notify the player on the end, usually a wide receiver, whether or not he's over the line of scrimmage, but rather letting him know if he's on or off the line of scrimmage. This has been the procedure slash rule from Pop Warner when most players started moving forward. Patrick Mahomes is a whiny little bitch and should know this by. Now, yeah, I'm going to have to go deeper with Steve Mickelson on our Wednesday podcast uh, on Rad TV at members.radradio.com because he sounded like he was given a little bit of credence to the, the Chiefs' whiny argument of, oh, you're supposed to warn us. Not when it's that egregious. They, 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 the refs have been very clear about this. It, it, Tony was way over the line. It wasn't even, The official couldn't even see the ball. His foot was, was in the line of sight of it. So they don't usually warn you when it's that bad. It's the end of the season. You should know what the rules are, for God's sakes. Mahomes looks like he smells like warm milk still. Let's not forget the cardinal rule. If you don't want the game to come down to a play by the official, then have a big enough lead that when they make a bad call, it doesn't affect the fact that you've already won the game. Whiny bitches, every one of them. I mentioned it's the last week of the year for us. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling it. 
I really um, hate that he's like, because I really love that Netflix special that showed how competitive he is, but it's just null and void if you're going to turn into a spoiled brat. For Travel Trouble, we have a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com, uh, and you're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings this Friday, either the uh, party for up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island and Sparks, or the second row courtside seats to see the Sacramento Kings host the Detroit Pistons on February 7th. Caller 18, hello, Julie. Good morning, Rad. Good morning. If you know the song title, you'll win. If not, we'll go to Ron. Morning. Morning. And Sean, your color 20. Good morning, Red. Morning, Sean. We are looking for, of course, a holiday song. Put on your yarmulke. What is the name of that holiday song? Put on your yarmulke. Julie. Oh, celebrate Hanukkah. Nice sentiment, but that's not the name of the song. (laughs) What about you, Ron? The Hanukkah song. Say it one more time. The Hanukkah song. Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song, which premiered on December 3rd, 1994 on Saturday Night Live. Or Jingle Bell Rock, cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, both Jewish. <laughs> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, the owner of the Seattle Supersonicah, celebrate Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Next chance for you to win. Uh, Master Movies comes up at 9 a.m. Brando, did you have a chance to check out Adam Driver on uh, SNL this weekend? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was, it was a decent episode. You know, the only thing that pissed me off about it, and I'm like, I'm learning to like Adam Driver more and more uh, every time I see him. He's, he's starting to become like my 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 poor man's Keanu Reeves uh, sort of thing. The only thing that upset me about it was that the cold open was so awful mm-hmm. and so tone deaf that I wonder how many people tuned out and didn't stay around long enough to enjoy Adam Driver, whose monologue was great, and they actually had uh, a few really good skits. And Weekend Update was really good. But they they completely just twisted uh, these congressional hearings last week where where the the heads of three of our biggest college institutions couldn't come out and explain why wishing for genocide on the Jewish race isn't hate speech. And and the way that they presented it just, it it was just not good. And I know, and I know from the reaction, Saturday Night Live's getting just drilled on social media by all sides. Do you mean like, were they uh, going against Jews? Because they were just uh, tone deaf. I I don't want to phrase how, what I thought of it into, they were not, they did not make the right in, according to to the backlash. They probably shouldn't have done anything with it at all, in my opinion. Uh, And and the way that they focused on what they focused on uh, clearly made a lot of people feel like they certainly, at the very least, weren't taking it seriously. But if you you like Adam Driver or if you want to see a decent episode of Saturday Night Live, go past that and start when he comes out. Let's do the holiday part. from today 14 days Whoa. until christmas morning oh, you are 21 days until new year's day and it becomes 2024 and only two days until bad radio returns brando will take Yay, over the brando. invisible captain's chair this wednesday i will be side kicking it and then brandon's last day of the year is thursday Woo-hoo. he gets a bonus extra day off on friday Yay, and ian <laughs> from tech to you will uh, join oh, us uh, for the friday show the final show of the year the annual study is out for the most popular christmas songs in each state.
because we don't all have the same tastes around the country. <laughs> uh, and the most popular Christmas song in 10 different states is the most of any song on the list this year. So getting 10 of the 50 states, most popular Christmas song is... Ooh, the Brenda Brian. Lee one. Brian Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, Bren, Brenda Lee, uh, All I Want for Christmas. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. It's, uh, I'm, now I'm confusing Rocking them. Rocking around. Rocking around Christmas. It just became number one for the first time ever. Kyle mentions All I Want for Christmas is you and Mariah Carey. That's a Carey. good one. All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas uh. is you. Uh, is the most popular song in 10 different states. Uh, five other songs took the top spot in at least three states. Run, Rudolph, run. No. Run, run, Rudolph. I mean, it's, it's fine, but yeah. the favorite song. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I love yeah. that one so much. That's a great song. Yes. The jingle Bells. Which, uh, I mean, Batman smells. Yeah. It's, it's not even a Christmas song. I mean, it is now, but they never say Christmas. It, it's so it, basic. You know what? I, I feel like what you just said with that one, it's fine, but yeah. Not, yeah. it shouldn't be in the top five. Uh, Deck the Halls. Uh, is uh, was also liked in at least uh, three states and Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad, which by the way, it, it's no surprise the three states that Feliz Navidad is uh, the most popular in Florida, huge Cuban community, Texas, huge Hispanic community, yeah. and you have to if you live in New Mexico, like oh. Feliz Navidad. You have to. It's good. I mean, it's just right there. Yeah. It's catchy. <laughs> um, in California, California's favorite song was It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Oh, that's a nice one. Nevada, Jingle Bell Rock. Come on, Nevada. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite? No. no. Classy. It's not bad, but you can do better. Nevada can do way better. No, come on now. Um, what is wrong with Ohio? I mean, I've always liked Ohio the few times that I've been there. Their favorite Christmas song is something called Underneath the Tree. What, what is that? What, what, no idea. What is, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard it. Maybe we just have don't know we, that's the name of it. Have we? The Christmas tree, Sam? That's what's underneath the tree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> presents. Okay. I mean, but I've never heard the damn song. I've never heard of Dead it. Dead white needles. My, uh, my stepdaughter loves this song, and it's by oh, okay. uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Do you want me to, to, to bust off a piece of yeah, it? Yeah, so it's, right. it's newer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. Me neither. Yeah. You I should. like it, yeah. but I would never think of it. Very contemporary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I hear it, I like it. It's, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then what is wrong with one, with Vermont? We've determined nothing's wrong with Ohio. <laughs> but we know something's wrong with Vermont because their favorite song is... Oh. They're high on bath salts. Oh, God. It's the only way you can enjoy that That, song. that is just hideous. Oh, now it's stuck in my head. I want to top it off. All right, let's see if we can give you something else to, uh, to sing along to. The, uh, the downside oh, of All I Want for Christmas is You reaching peak popularity is that for every person who loves the song, there is someone who is sick of hearing it over mm -hmm. and over again. Sure. So it's no surprise that as a result, the popular song was also named the most annoying Christmas song in the same survey. <laughs> Always happened. Been happening for decades. Howard Cosell every year was the most popular sportscaster and the most hated sportscaster uh, of the year. And it goes, it goes that way with everything. So uh, most annoying songs, All I Want for Christmas is You. That goddamn chipmunk song number yeah. two. <laughs> how is how is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer not on this list? Yeah, it's a great Ugh. song. That's why. No, no, it is so it's, stupid. It's folksy. It's terrible. Folksy. It's We're murdering an old woman. Yeah, it's Shit. funny. It's just dumb though. It is dumb. Yeah. It's not Christmas. No. No, it's not. And it came out when Don and I were young, so so we can say that. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, maybe we've heard it for too many years. Well, and. <laughs> Time to retire. They did. They did play it 
way too much when it came out. Maybe yeah. maybe we're soiled because okay. as Gen Xers, it was just beaten into our brain every hour. God. <laughs> Uh, Felice Navidad, third most annoying. Uh, a Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. It's too happy. I love that yeah, they, one. They want people to have a, have, a, have a grumpy, crappy Christmas, not a Holly Jolly Christmas. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside, too rapey. Oh. Uh, so that was named uh, annoying. Uh, Deck the Halls. What? la 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 Just annoying. Yeah, oh, that, that's man. probably what gets people. It's so people. Christmas. Um, happy Christmas because it's just the, the John Ooh. Lennon song. We just don't need to be reminded of war. I like that one. Uh, and uh, White Christmas, eighth most annoying song. What? That's a good one. Mm, there's that wonderful Christmas time in ninth place. That oh. should be way up there. <laughs> wonderful Christmas time. Uh, and then rounding out the ten most annoying is Do You Hear What I Hear? Hmm? Pardon? What's what that? Come again? Hmm? Um, Michelle White's family lugged back their Christmas tree this month, a yearly tradition. They go out and they cut it down and they bring it back. And then four days later, after they brought their Christmas tree home, Bobby Hayes. The owner of Magic Carpet Cleaning was cleaning the home's carpet while the family was out, plugged some equipment in, and he saw the tree move. Uh, That should not happen. Mm. So the business owner looked in and sent a photo of what what he (laughs) thought he saw to Ms. White. No, 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 no. Oh, God. She says, I called him immediately. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? He said, no. You said two weeks? Four days. Oh, four days. Oh, okay. Didn't say anything about two weeks. Christmas is in two weeks. Yes, it is. But yes, it was there for four days. Oh, oh, oh. Living inside of their tree. Oh, when you go and cut your own Christmas tree down, you need to shake it hard before you let it in the house. And how do we know that that they didn't? We don't. Okay. Um, she says, I was shocked. I was stunned. We have three dogs. We use the room nonstop. We watch TV here. We had no indication that. Uh... <gasps> Is this squirrel? What? A baby owl had blended into oh, the family's Christmas tree for days God. before being spotted perched oh, on a branch. That's, that's, good, that's good luck. Yeah, not, but the, the mom, it's it's separated oh, from its mama. It oh, How's oh. it going to be fed and, and grow to be a large It's owl. an orphan owl. Oh, you got to take it back out it where is. you cut the tree and looked for mom. Uh, they do say only that the bird was released back into the wild, whatever that means. Oh, it sounded like a baby. Like Spin in eaten. the backyard? Yeah the, yeah, the bird's dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. By the, by the way, oh there is God. no scientific evidence that a that an owl in a Christmas tree will bring you any sort of luck. I don't know. I just I wanted to make sure that we got out uh, on the record. I, I honestly have no idea. It just sounded right. <sighs> I feel like I've heard that. I feel like they should have kept it, made it a pet like Harry Potter did. I agree. Named it like Hedwig or whatever the hell its yeah, name yeah, is. It would have been better off instead of just releasing it without its mother or family or anyone. It's got to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. The bird's a trespasser. It's an interloper. No, 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 We're no, gonna put no. it back in nature. No, you uh, took the you took the owl out of its home. Yeah. You kidnapped hey. that owl hey. and took its home oh, and brought it I, into your home. I don't know this, but I'm going to presume I got a permit. All right, and we're we're at the top of the food chain, so we uh, get to take the the, no, the, the no. home. Yeah, and being at the top of the food chain, we still have a responsibility to do right by and, animals. And by the way, we I didn't I didn't kidnap the owl. Its mother abandoned it. <laughs> Well, the mother was out looking for food. Or working their, their very tiring job to yeah. to fund the, the the college fund for this baby <laughs> owl at some point. Mm-hmm. And we didn't give the, the owl 30 days notice of eviction True. before we yeah. took that tree out of there. Look, look, for all we we know, well, no, we don't. They would have said that. If they, if, they, if they actually drove all the way out to where they got the tree and found 
mom. I mean, they would have told us that. I so need I don't know more what more info. I'm yeah. like, released it in the wild. That's all it says. Come on. There's nothing in there about them finding the nest in the tree either. It was just an owl like hopping around branch to branch each Correct. day. Correct. Correct. That's intense. And baby owl. And, yeah. So, and because it's a baby, it's not doing a lot of hopping, and that's why it's also not making a lot of noise. It's still mm. getting its vocal cords and and, and such. I need to call the town. What's the, I need to ask them. You, you're gonna call the town. <laughs> Hello, town. So you're gonna call what the the mayor? The mayor's gonna no, be up. Where is the, this uh, again? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't highlight that because I didn't think it was official oh or important. God, the poor owl. Wherever Michelle White lives. We we only yes. Uh, you'll have to you'll have a hard time tracking her down with that last name. And all we know is it's somewhere in Kentucky. They didn't give me a town in the Dateline here. I'll, I'll see if I can find you more information for that very important story. Yes. I wonder if you can eat owl. You could. Like, like, I mean, being, you get hung- you, yeah, you can eat anything. Get mm-hmm. hungry enough. Maybe they could have had Cornish Gain Owl. Yeah. Would have been quite a hoot. You know, that would be better off. (laughs) Honestly, either keeping it yourself as a pet or eating it instead of just, woo, bye, see ya. Yeah, we wouldn't want the owl to just have to fend for itself in nature the way nature's designed. They still have to learn it's a baby. He's going to learn the hard way. Oh, my God. Immersion therapy, baby (laughs) owl. And it got used to the warmth by being inside. Well, you know, maybe it'll be resourceful and go knock on another door. And uh, you know, once I don't know how long it takes them to get their vocal cords. Maybe oh, just sit on the porch. We, we always get an owl. It's got to be the same one in this one big tree of ours. I just love that owl. It's so beautiful. Oh God. <laughs> I got nothing else with it. It just reminded me of I I I I claim it as our owl. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel for this baby owl. <laughs> For many Americans during the holiday season, one tradition, uh, which translates from its original name, is called the Christmas Pickle, a holiday festivity that began in German culture, where families observe the Christmas Pickle tradition by hiding an ornament in the shape of a pickle on their Christmas tree. And the greenness, obviously, camouflages the pickle ornament. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, whatever time you do this, whether it's Christmas morning or or whatever, the, the... if you're doing it like with a whole family family, then the children of the family are sent on a race to find the pickle before their fellow Christmas goers do. And after the pickle is seized, then the lucky finder can either like be the first one to open or they get an extra present. Cool. And then there's, you know, there's adult versions where you each hide a pickle and you can either do, you know, somebody finds it first and, and you have a special gift for them or you can do a sex thing, I guess, you know, whatever. It's all hide the pickle is basically what it is. Uh, so uh, the origins of the Christmas pickle, are wildly disputed. Everybody says, oh, yeah, it's from it's from Germany. Well, the Dill Emma hmm. is who actually celebrates the pickle tradition. Because when you go when you go back through it, the statistics behind the celebration of the Christmas pickle story are more jarring oh than its origins. <laughs> oh, boy. A survey conducted by the YouGov market research forum re- uh, revealed that 21% of German nationals have never heard of this. Oh. But it allegedly began in Germany. Huh. So who's keeping the trend alive? Americans. <laughs> we got you, Germany. I swear. More cultural appropriation. <laughs> the holiday is an invention they have determined of German migrants who came to America. So, like, uh, what was it we were talking about recently? Uh, uh, Italians who migrated to America are the ones who changed the fettuccine Alfredo recipe or something yeah, like yeah. that. So these are Germans that migrated to America, and then they started it here. It wasn't really a thing well, from Germany. And it's like the uh, uh, seven fishes, the feast. That's a, They don't do that in Italy. Same thing. Yep. Yeah, it's a, but they, uh, Italians that migrated here. Uh, the tradition is most popular in the Midwest. Michigan in particular, 
where there are a lot of German immigrants. So the next time that you get ready to put up the Christmas tree, maybe pick out a hiding spot or two for a shiny new Christmas pickle. Who knows? It might become the next big dill in your family's holiday tradition. <laughs> or maybe a tradition to relish. Oh, my gosh. No. No? No? I don't like this whole you hide it in the tree. Well, where else are you going to hide it? That's the uh, whole point. It's yeah, green. Yeah, no, but they make it in the messy. Fridge? It's, like, not, you're it's an up, ornament. You're messing yeah. up the tree. It's not a real pickle. Oh. What do you mean you're messing up the tree? Because you got to look all through it, and, you oh. know, kids are not going to oh, be. Come oh. on, you're excited. Oh, well, I guess right? that's that's why you got to do it on Christmas morning, I guess. You're <laughs> done with the damn tree, and everything's falling. <laughs> the point. Like, they should probably make it into a bratwurst instead of a pickle, to be honest. Like, I'd rather have find the bratwurst okay. instead of the pickle. It's German, and it's tastier. But this tradition isn't even German. <laughs> We have a special holiday edition of News from Florida. Now it is time for News from Florida. We are never living, visiting, passing through, or even thinking about Florida ever. Ever. We know there's weird, wacky, and terrible people everywhere, but it seems like everybody in Florida is weird, wacky, and Mm -hmm. terrible. Which brings (laughs) us to 39-year-old Shana Hudson who called deputies uh, last month to report a residential burglary in Lehigh Acres, Florida, where someone stole several items from her home, including Christmas presents for her children. Oh, rude. Way to be a Grinch. Leaving them without presents for the holidays. No. She had saved up all year and and went out and bought them early because that's it, and so she doesn't have any money now to go buy her kids oh, new presents. no. <sighs> Detectives investigating the case took it upon themselves to coordinate a donation from the American Legion. Oh, that's really nice. As well as funds from the sheriff's office's shop with a cop. Wow. So that she could so that they could surprise the family with new oh, presents. I love that. But after a tip to Crime Stoppers revealed information leading them to evidence showing them that Hudson lied <gasps> about Uh-oh. the burglary. Oh, oh. Detectives found the reported stolen items hidden at a family member's home. Ew, ew, come mm. on. No. Uh, no she's way. been charged with the fraud false report to law enforcement. Now, look, that, that's, that's awful. Like, that, that's bad. Um, I do think that the sheriff goes a little overboard with his or her statement. Here, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe Lehigh Acres, they don't get a lot of crime, so this rises to the highest level of okay. crime. This, this is what I would expect a sheriff to say about, like, a, a fentanyl dealer uh. or, 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 a, or a, a ch- a, a, a ch- somebody engaged in child trafficking. I mean, this is a little much for me, for me, okay. for a false report. Quote, this pathetic behavior is unacceptable, especially given the circumstances this holiday season. This woman took advantage of the system and is now paying the price for her selfish choices. Settle down, dude. I, mean, I don't know. That, that's that, Mayor Dawn right there. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, come I on, mean, man. If that is the worst thing that's happened in our town, you need to be even. You need to be strict to make her pay. Yeah, it's probably not because the sheriff is so fed up on on, on, on little petty crimes like this. You, you know, this is like straight out of a naked gun movie. While this sheriff <laughs> is making this statement, there's a rape going on behind oh, him. Jesus. God, <laughs> so man. what? What are the details again oh. with the shop a cop thing? You, you just have to have your presents stolen, <laughs> and they come and buy buy Christmas presents. See? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. No. Yes. Why? Yeah, I know. You must yeah. put her in prison. We need for to bring years. this sheriff here to talk to Kyle. <laughs> well, no. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn show.
Deck the halls with craptastic rad swag. Available in the stupid store at radradio.com. All right, I never know which of these stories are going to uh, bring up endless questions and concerns. So sometimes I'm fully prepared and sometimes I have to do research after the fact. So we will go back to first uh, item found, Lexington, Kentucky, which is where the uh, White family lives. Uh, they're the ones that have got a, got a Christmas tree and they brought it home and it was in their home for four days until uh, their, uh, their carpet cleaner was working and uh, the tree moved when it shouldn't have. And he looked in, and he found a baby owl oh. uh, inside of the tree. Uh, and the story just kind of wraps up as they released it back into the wild. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Right. So there are all these questions. Uh, first of all, where in Kentucky? But well, we've got that one done. Uh, second of all, uh, where, where and how did you? Who released it? Where? Yes. All right. So we do have a little bit more information. Uh, Christmas tree shopping is a decades-long tradition for the White family. Michelle White said, "We pick it out as a family." That's very insightful. Thank you. That was a great quote to throw in there. Santa showed up early to their home, but with a present the family did not expect a baby owl. The first person to spot the feathered fellow was Bobby Hayes, who was cleaning the carpets of the home while the family was away. And here's the, uh, here's the last couple lines. Without injuring the baby bird, Hayes, the carpet cleaner, made the wise choice to release the owl in the family's backyard. I called it. <laughs> She she told him no, we don't want that, you know, on the phone, and and so he released it into the into the backyard. Mm. Uh, by the way, maybe this will make you feel better. Uh, Miss White needlepoints Christmas ornaments in her free time and has been inspired to stitch an owl one for the oh, tree. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Even though the owl's probably doomed. <laughs> we at our fingertips have Google. Oh my God! See if there's someone. In your town that knows what to do with it. The Owl Sanctuary in oh, Lexington, I don't know, Kentucky. But God, yeah. Don't you just put it in someone's in the backyard? Then what? I mean, a cat oh eats my it. Yeah. God. Probably. It, it's it's possible. I, I, it's a, I, I, I did I'm not sorry. need that story. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm no. sorry. Just, just, uh, it, it is possible that this is this is an innocent out of ignorance thing that people just don't pay attention. Oh, no, I don't. Right. Think, it's yeah. like nature. It's a bird. Okay. What, yeah. That's why I held back from calling this person names because I'm sure they were not trying to be rude or mean. Oh, well, I'm not sure of it. I said it's possible because it is very possible that they just don't care that they would hear you and be like, "It's just a bird." God, it should have been in our tree. You know, you don't know. People are terrible. I just like to give the yin and the yang of the of the possibilities. Oh, okay. Well, if that's their attitude, then I wish an owl could have a gun and just shoot you. And go, oh, it's just a human. <laughs> okay, that escalated rather quickly. Um, <laughs> let's do some entertainment news, shall we? Overture, curtain and lights. It's time for entertainment news. All right, entertainment news. We'll start with a total non-story story that, of course, social media has run with and continues to run with, even though it's not a story and it's all settled down and, and, and that's what social media does that you you see a story you don't look into it at all and and then when it's it's you're it's confirmed like a day or two later well actually that was that's not a story and here's why you don't then go oh okay good i'm glad it worked out that way uh but it does require us to once again talk to you briefly about squid game the challenge uh which uh last week dawn ruined for many of you <laughs> i didn't mean by using the uh, so sorry. the pronoun the, the, the gender pronoun of the winner because if you were if you were caught up and you hadn't watched the finale yet and somebody somebody like wrote in and said yeah I, I haven't watched because Dawn had said well if you haven't watched the finale, the finale you're not really a fan <laughs> somebody wrote in and said actually I just hadn't watched it because my oh. wife uh, w- uh, works uh, graveyard as a nurse or something yes and so God bless we were, her we were saving it but now I now <laughs> I, I know. Oh, 
God. But if you were caught up, but you had, oh, didn't know no. who the winner was, you knew that there were two members of one gender and one member of the other gender. Uh, and so we were trying to say person, and then she slipped and said the pronoun. So, so hard to just say person. Um, with that said, spoiler alert. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of with Dawn. If you haven't watched it. Oh, God. well, of course now. By now, because I don't, I don't want to keep doing the person thing. So if you haven't watched it for whatever reason, maybe, maybe somebody's deployed and you're saving the show. Okay, I, great. Good for you. We're, we're going to just talk about the winner for a second because this is the non-story story part. Uh, the uh, the winner was named May Whalen. Uh, she was the uh, the only woman that was left of the of the three on the mm. finale show. So the and she's like she's from like the Midwest. She's a, a veteran of some kind. I, I only glanced over the biography because this story came out. Well, because didn't she grow up in the Philippines and then came here? I I thought she was a native Indiana in no, no, no. in the she, story. She's not. She she came here as a kid. I think from the Philippines, and um, yeah, but then she did join um, our armed forces. I forget. Uh, gosh, I think she was like in a bad situation, and so her option was to join the military, which it all worked out for her, and she was very grateful that she did that. And, oh God, what else does she do? She's a very fascinating person. No, she is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm blanking out on... Yeah, at least she you don't retain other oh, people, Oh, this too. is it. She investigates... She decides who's going to get a visa, right? Or a um, oh, I don't remember uh, any of this. Yeah, like it's either is that is that the visa when you is that like a work permit type thing, or when you just want to be able to stay here in America to then eventually get citizenship? Anyway, she she is she's one of the people at the front lines to determine if you get that or not. She's going to keep that job, or she going to? Well, and she says she has to really like um, because she's an immigrant. She has to really like make sure she doesn't. You know, give in to every sob story. You know, she says she definitely has to like not let that be a determining factor. Um, let's see, a 55-year-old immigration educator is there her is. technical title. Um, before we get to the reason this whole thing was even written, where is this part where they talk about where she's from? Because I don't want to get this wrong. She was born in Vietnam. Vietnam. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, okay. She Jesus came Christ. to the U.S. as a refugee at the age of eight following the fall of Saigon in 75. <laughs> uh, she recalls a harrowing memory where a soldier placed a gun to her head before her mother pulled her to safety. Yes. And then she later joined the Navy at age 18 and went on to serve 20 years in the military while raising her daughter as a single mom. She now has a 12-year-old oh. granddaughter she's especially close with. That's right. That's the other thing she said she was super naive, you know, like when it also when it came to sex and she ended up getting pregnant and <laughs> her family disowned her. And so she had to just figure it out and raise this kid uh, by herself. Well, thank you all for helping me get all that information. Right. The re so the, the, the reason the story was even printed really is because everybody blew up over the weekend that she hadn't gotten her money yet. Her four point five, six million dollars. Well, of course not. They're not going to pay her until the show's over. She got paid this weekend. It's it's a non-story. Huh. She got her money. It's it, it, so stupid. Do you get it all at once, or is it like the yeah. lottery where you no, just you get it all at once. It. It, it's so. But but Woo. I did find I did find a tidbit in the story that just maybe kind of turned my head and go, huh? Because one of the things when you're watching the show, like there was a there was a mother and a son that were on together on this uh, the, this challenge. And again, this is the the, the reality con contest version, not the actual show, the fictional show Squid Game, where people are getting killed. Um, but there's a mother and a son, and one of the challenges is the, the marble challenge, uh, where uh, you, you'd partnered up with this per person that you really like, oh, and then you find out, well, one of you's going home. You have to send the other person home, or they have to 
and we were watching it in real time, my wife and I are like, well, why don't they just decide who's more f- suited to win? Because they're going to clearly split the money. I mean, that's what I thought too. I never, I didn't understand the drama of it with those two when that particular game came about. Game came about because I'm like, well, I would imagine they're they're going to sh- they're in the, they're their family. They're this is not like a, a long lost cousin. This is like your son or your mom. Of course, you're going to give them some of this money. And they're super close by all accounts. Yeah. And, so and, who can win it for you? Right. I mean, and I, yeah. But he, you know. He's kind of a wiener, but at least he's not like mid sixties. Um, but and then it turns just that storyline. It goes nowhere because she turns out to be super competitive. Whatever she goes home, blah blah blah. But this is what caught me off guard. In that same story, she they were talking about what what May uh, wants to spend the money on, and then they get to this line. But as per her contract, she can't share any of her winnings with the contestants she competed against on the show. Hmm. Um, how's that get enforced? Yeah. I would anybody. I've asked many friends of mine who are very smart. Tell me how you enforce that. There is no way you know where the money is going. You can't track every dime. You can't track cash. You can't. It, it, that, that that is the dumbest clause I've ever heard of it in a really, contract. I understand why they put it in a place because you can like, you know, do a deal with each other. Sure. Right. Whatever. But I mean, wouldn't that also be a part of the game and life? And if they do that because you know what's weird is I, I didn't know that was in place until you said that and not, weird's not the right word I, as i'm watching i was thinking gosh she's awfully close to this person that person and, and the guy that she beat out i was like i wonder if she's going to end up giving him some money and well clearly not quote you know air quote well, the thing is like, it, it, the, the only reason to have it in there is during the game then if they're heard Making a deal with somebody, they can disqualify them. Yeah, that would be better. But after the fact, there's nothing. There's nothing that can be done to confirm that it's, it's her money that, now. And 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 now, so like, if you're if you're a mother and son trying out for season two, you just have the conversation now. We just know if one of us wins, the other one's getting half. We won't say anything. Until, and a, how long is this in effect for? Wouldn't matter. How for, for forever? You, you can't enforce it. There is no enforcement arm. There's no tracking arm. What are they going to do? Watch everyone's bank account? You can't do that. Nope. That's illegal. Exactly. And and by the way. She could go over and give the guy that she played against in the end a satchel of cash in his house. And and she could also open a new (laughs) bank account. I mean, that is so stupid. Tom Brady's back in the news, and it's not good news. Uh Oh. Yes, he's reunited with that ugly supermodel, the Russian Arena Shake. Why? I I I I've got to guess maybe he was just jonesing for some gymnastic sex. That's <laughs> what I want to believe. Her? No. No, we, uh, no, because we know that story's true from from that he was like, "Oh, so now you're playing me against Bradley Cooper. I don't want anything to do with this." This he just But obviously he, he does cuz he's no, back with her. No, he's not with her. Um, yeah, mark my words. <laughs> They're friends with Bennies. That's, Maybe that's they're going to be best. that couple that goes back and forth, back. Oh, and that works out all the time. <laughs> the uh, Russian supermodel who shares a six-year-old daughter with ex-boyfriend Bradley Cooper, who lives with his mother, uh, Irina <laughs> Shake, and uh, Tom Brady were romantically linked initially in July. The fling was said to have fizzled two months ago after Tom got tired of the drama between her and Bradley Cooper. But the two saw each other for a Friday outing. Mm-hmm. And in an oh. outing. In See, an outing. I think, that, outing. I think Tom got a taste of drama 
because he seems like he's lived like kind of a drama-less life, which is good. Mm. Uh, and maybe you got a taste of drama. It's like, oh, what is this that's been missing from my life? He's bored. He's retired. Yeah. She adds a little like. I get that. Uh, but something. has it affected his vision? Because she's wildly <laughs> God unattractive. God, yeah. you guys. No, that would be his, his elderly age oh. that affects his vision. Oh, may, you know, maybe. Maybe, you know, he's, he's in the mid-40s well, his range. His eyes mm. see something that he likes. Blurry. I, that's, I'm guessing blurry. He's too proud. Because he is at that reading glasses age. He's too proud. Oh, he'd be hot in readers. To uh, to admit that his body is in any way breaking down, and so he doesn't really see her, right? She's like milky. Her face is milky. But, but you know, she's got a gymnast body or whatever. And so he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and she does Lord. the Russian, you know, da, da is good. Da, 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 da. He likes that. Oh, you know, my. it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, elegant. It's There's another word I'm looking for. Exotic? It's exotic. There we go. It's disturbing. (laughs) Uh, We have a a trailer update. That would be uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Going down the trailer park and have myself a time. Famous faces everywhere. Rich folks with big reputations. Going down the trailer park and I waste up all the time. Apple gossip day or night. People shouting, that goes trailer. Going down the trailer park so I don't get behind. Taylor Swift cheered on her boyfriend Travis Kelsey on Sunday during the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills game at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The pop superstar rocked a vintage 90s red and black Chiefs sweatshirt. Very important. The sweatshirt features a large Chiefs logo along the front as well as on the shoulders, and it was uh, from local Kansas City retailer West Side Story. (laughs) Play on words. And the songstress helped the store swiftly <laughs> sell bet. out of the garment. Oh, my God. As yeah. the $250 sweatshirt is no longer available on Whoa. the store's website. A like, sweatshirt for $250? What the hell's it made of? Probably some blend of cotton. It's not, it's not that, that's, that's not at all exorbitant for, a, uh, for an NFL uh, piece uh, sweatshirt. This sweatshirt is well over two hundred dollars. This Niner sweatshirt. I, I don't remember spending that much on my husband's stuff well, that he gets. You probably bought him crap. <laughs> I'm talking about the the official stuff. I bought NFL's little NFL logo thing on it. The uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, like the, like those aren't counterfeited all the time. Fine, you know, I'd yeah. rather buy a counterfeit one for fifty bucks. There you go. Good grief. The uh oh. The Bad Blood hitmaker paired the red and black look with her signature red lipstick and was seen <laughs> cheering her boyfriend from a suite. Unfortunately, despite Taylor's cheers, the Chiefs ended up losing with a final score of 20 to 17. And then afterwards, Taylor Swift and a devastated looking Travis Kelsey were spotted holding hands as they left together Sunday night after the pop superstar flew halfway across the country to watch him lose a second straight game. Aww. Aww. It was her sixth game of the season, so she now has a four and two record. Man, that's hard for her because she's such a winner. Now her boyfriend's a loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been losing a lot of games. He's going down. Uh, the uh, he yeah, if he knows what's good for him. <laughs> Get down there, Travis. Loser. She, she probably cucks him by himself. Loser. Mm. Not doing it right. Oh, man. The pair are now preparing to spend some more time together ahead of Taylor's thirty fourth birthday on Wednesday. Woo-woo. Uh, and uh, Swift, as they left the game, because this is all that matters to everybody, as they left afterwards, Swift had ditched her red and black Chiefs jumper and was dressed in an all-black outfit, perhaps 
matching the mood of her man after a tough loss. It does not say that. It does, right there. That's oh. journalism in America these Stop days. Stop it. Oh, my God. I don't. I can't remember which game was on, but I, I was in the kitchen. I was baking and stuff, and... And I'm like, I, just, I hear football, and I'm like, oh, is Taylor there? And my husband just looks at me, he's like, it's not even a Chiefs game. <laughs> oh, I wonder if she's not going to show up now to the next mm. one now that they've yeah. lost two in a row with her there. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, they can switch it up and have her not show up and see if they win. Well, I mean, the Chiefs fans, the actual fans will start this movement, this revolt, that she's bad luck, she's distracting him. Plus, they're so annoyed with that. You know, wait, is Taylor there? This is going way back, but Kyle, I don't know how young you might have been, but you might still remember. Wasn't it Jessica Simpson with Romo or yes. someone, and she was having um, bad luck, and all the fans wanted them to break up and her out of here, and this is what's starting to happen. And the only problem with that storyline was that Tony Romo just sucked under pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, speaking of Tony Romo, he is now one of the best uh, color commentators, uh, and uh, he was calling the game yesterday. It was the CBS Game of the Week. And he inadvertently called Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey's wife live during the broadcast. And he would know because they're all in the know. There it is. That's all all it took. (laughs) And Twitter and social media, X, whatever the hell they're calling it today, exploded with exactly that. You know, Tony Romo, he knows Travis Kelsey's on the field. It was probably some private wedding on an island that none of us even know exists, but only they do. There are rumors flying around already that Kelsey is planning to propose in the coming days, maybe on her birthday. And Romo seemed to know more than the rest of us, it was suggested. Uh, Okay, don't propose to her on her birthday. No girl wants that. No? He's an idiot. So that's exactly what he would do. I shouldn't say no girl, Kyle. That's kind of, that's like... Birth, that's a birth that no it should just be a day a different day because now it's always combined it's always your anniversary and your birthday right well yeah i mean you're taking mm. you're taking her birthday yes of late, even if you don't get married on it because that's what your anniversary is you're still it's the day you got engaged and all girls remember that day absolutely and that's your guys's day and that's exactly the kind of move that travis kelsey would make he's a putz <laughs> He's the perfect guy to bring the word putts back for. He is. He's a talented guy, a great tight end, but he's a putts. That's why, duh, me do it on birthdays. Because he's probably the guy that thinks, that way me never forget. (laughs) The first time I got engaged, it was on his birthday. That's even worse. It was. That one is is appallingly bad. On your birthday, but Mm. sure, I'll say yes. Because he was a mouth breather, <laughs> this guy. Oh, I, you know I'm doing it because you're the best gift I could ask for. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That was in her fatally bad taste in men days. It was, but yeah. <laughs> we can laugh now. She was rescued. Uh, one more Taylor Swift story. Uh, she is now officially the first artist with a $1 billion concert tour under her belt nice the eras tour has grossed 1.04 billion dollars in ticket sales to date she has generated 200 million dollars in merchandise sales and has set uh, and and all of that of course breaks the previous record which was set by uh michael jackson michael jackson uh ringo star (laughs) rolling stones it was just set oh motley crew and (laughs) poison We're, we're just, going the wrong way. It was just set. It was. You we too? talked about it. Maybe. It was. Yes, I think. I think it was mentioned, but it was. You know, it was this summer. It was set actually. Uh, it wasn't Kiss. Uh, this summer, uh, Rihanna. Elton John. Oh, yeah. Elton John. Oh. By the way, Rihanna hasn't toured in seven years. 
Elton John's farewell yellow brick road tour grossed $939 million, wrapped up in July of this year. Is it really his farewell tour, or is he going to do like everybody else? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, so far, all indications are it's his farewell tour. I don't know that he'll never perform live again. See, that's, that's where, when it's a farewell tour, he can still show up and do a concert. It's not a it's not a tour. It's a concert. I would be. Yeah, that's what they do because George Strait was supposed to not tour anymore, and he now he just does shows. It's not touring. It's a special show. Uh, Google it. He's, he's the best country artist. Boop boop boop. In Don's opinion. Well, I mean, there's there's several. I guess we could sit and have a, a conversation. I'd be open to for sure. Really, there's so many classic. Really, you guess Classic that. artists. You, you guess that we could have a conversation. Of my time. Where we wouldn't all feel the same about of, who the best artists are. You think isn't that pretty much what life is? Of my time. Yeah. Yes. George Strait. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. King of country. Is woo, that's woo. Dawn's choice? Yes. Yes. Other people would not agree with that. Yeah, well, they, they'd be wrong. Yeah. Kid Rock definitely seems to be yeah. the king right now. You, you can't be but he's wrong. Not country music. By the way, you can't be wrong about having an opinion <laughs> uh, about. Oh, who is but, or isn't the most talented? But you can't. No, no, you can't. You, 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 social media can tell you you can all you want, uh, but no. Uh, his farewell yellow brick tour uh, road uh, grossed just under a billion dollars, wrapped up in July. The Eras tour, keep in mind, isn't even over yet. By the time it wraps up next November, it's projected it will make more than two billion dollars for the whole tour. So that's for the tour over. So the tour is whenever it begins until whenever it ends. Like Elton John's tour spanned three years. But but that so so for the for the whole tour that's that. But obviously Taylor had the top tour of 2023 as well, followed by Beyonce, Bruce Springsteen is third, and that would have been a lot higher if he didn't have to postpone a ton of shows into next year because he had some old man problem that I a keep hip, forgetting what it is. <laughs> the god awful band Coldplay oh, had the Coldplay! fourth oh. uh, biggest tour in 2023, and Harry Styles wounds out uh, the top five. So. At what point does Taylor share this news, right? Because her boyfriend right now is on a losing streak, and she's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to date Taylor Swift, I think you're going to find out one way or the other whether she tells you or not, because you know she's forcing him to follow all of her feeds. <laughs> I mean, and, he, and, he's, and he's gladly doing it. Okay, honey, okay. <laughs> We're going to play Master of Movies right now for a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. You'll be qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings coming up this Friday, and you choose which drawing you want to be eligible for. The party for up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, in the VIP bowling garage with four private bowling lanes, all of the catering options, including the taco bar or prime rib, all worth up to $2,000. You can either go to uh, win that or... You can be eligible to win a pair of second-row courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings host the Detroit Pistons February 7th. For Master of Movies, you get a hint and a movie clip. You give us the title of the movie it's from, and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20, and if nobody knows the movie, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Welcome back to It's the End of the Broadcast Year and They Don't Care edition of RAD. Email the show, please. It helps us kill time. RAD at radradio.com. 
Uh, we got this one from uh, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Says, I've been listening for 16 years. Wow. I purchased your brine and your cookbook. I'm currently watching you on Rad TV. I am what you call a P1 maggot. While I may not like the sound effects on the sports segment, I still love your show, and I listen <laughs> every single day. <laughs> Thank you. All I ask for my years of loyalty and devotion to your ratings is a simple birthday shout-out. I'm 32 today and watching your show with my wife and our 15-month-old daughter because Aww. I took today off like a true millennial after going to the 49ers game yesterday. Happy, happy birthday, now eat your cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. Which, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, football, gave me a chance to, to rethink. We were talking about tra- Taylor Swift has the first $1 billion tour ever. Uh, and I, it, the way the story is right, I, I guess we got official news this weekend, and so Don was uh, was positing, oh, my God, when when do you tell Travis Kelsey right after his giant loss where all the whiny Chiefs are blaming it on a, on, a, on an offsides call, a totally legitimate offsides call uh, in the game? And you, Taylor Swift, she's the kind, she's the kind, she tells him the minute she sees him, <laughs> the minute he comes down from the locker room, honey, honey, what's wrong, what's wrong? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just bummed out about the game. Oh, did you lose? I mean, I was watching, but I didn't know. <laughs> anyways, anyways, hey, why are you so sad? It's just a game. It's just a game. Oh, you guess what I heard? I just have the, I got the first $1 billion, $1 billion tour. Isn't that amazing for me? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that good? Smile. <laughs> That's who she is. <laughs> See, now I look at it differently. I look at it like she's super sweet <laughs> and doesn't want to tell him, but she's super happy about it. And he's that type of guy that doesn't want to celebrate her wins unless he's winning. That part I agree with. The second part for sure. I don't I don't think she's sweet at all. Oh no, the Swifties are going to come get me. Um this is all this also is kind of like half sweet. This is from Maggot Christie. Hey Christie. Uh she wrote in earlier this morning uh, cuz uh, Kyle's got this ongoing feud with Taco Bell over a variety mm-hmm. of menu items and sauces that come and go. They keep treating me disrespectfully and taking away things I like. Uh, and one of the more recent ones was not the lava sauce, but the Baja sauce, uh, which people started calling and writing in saying, you can buy the Baja sauce in, in the jars and stuff. And Christy wrote in and said, I thought about Kyle this weekend when shopping because I found Baja sauce. And she sent even a picture of the Baja sauce on the store shelf, Aww. which we did confirm last time this came up. But yeah, it's at Walmart and other places you can get it. Uh, she says, I love you all. Thank you for all the ways you help us maggots get through life. So she thought of Kyle. And she took a picture of him. <laughs> she didn't buy any or, or say no. that she, she's shipping him any. Did, did, did you ever go out and, and, and get it? Yeah, so I went to a Taco Bell and asked for the spicy ranch. And oh, how that's I right. phrased it was in the drive-thru, I said, hey, what's the sauce that used to be the Baja sauce? What do you call it now? And the guy's like, oh, oh the spicy ranch. But I was like, you, I want a side of that. Don't you still, didn't you say it's not quite, you, do we have to match them side I by side? do, and you know what, it's weird, because I had it in the cheesy gordita crunch. There's a lot of flavors that go on in there. You got mm-hmm. the cheese, you got the Doritos Los Locos taco, <laughs> and it's the the cheese flavored shell. And the way I used to have it was just on a steak um, gordita. So it was just like the steak, the sauce, little pico de gallo, cheese, and lettuce. And that's how I remember it mixing well with the gordita. And I have yet to try this new spicy ranch on said gordita. Yeah, well, and what, what you really need is you need to do the spicy ranch by itself next to this Baja sauce yeah. in the jar yeah. and just one of each, you know, with a finger or whatever, and just see, are they identical? Or are they just like close enough kind yeah. of thing? I should. <gasps> Because if you like this Baja sauce in the stores, you can go to Taco Bell and have them put no sauce, and then you add. There you go, the and sauce. you get to control oh, yeah. the amount of sauce that yeah. way. <laughs> master, master of movies, I'm feeding you lies, twisting your brain for a really cool prize. Action, adventure, sci-fi, comedy. Just take the film and you'll reign supreme. You're a movie master.
membership to rad tv and members.radradio.com if you're already a member we'll extend you by 30 or you can give it as a gift the big thing is you're qualified for the grand prize drawings on friday you'll pick which one you're qualified for the second row courtside seats to see the kings host the detroit pistons february 7th or the party for up to 50 people at coconut bowl at wild island in sparks nevada worth up to two thousand dollars caller 18 is william hello 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 you'll guess first if you know the movie you'll win if not we'll go to christy Good morning. Good morning. And Steve, your caller 20. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Looking for a comedy from 1990. No, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! Once again, we're not featuring Christmas movies anymore, which I don't understand. We get closer uh, and closer to the holiday, but we're not doing Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! <laughs> William, do you know the movie? I heard too. <laughs> what? Oh man! Never argued about that one. Oh, uh, Christy, funny. Home Alone. What's so interesting is even the movie's description never mentions Christmas. When they're describing what the plot is and everything, they because never, it takes place during Christmas. They, we all know they, they never even mention that uh, it has anything to do with Christmas. Well, there you go. Anyway, I know. Did I turn off the coffee? No, I did. Did you lock up? Yeah. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. That's it. <laughs> no, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? He's just trying to shut her up. Kevin! <laughs> Hi, Engineer Bob here. Uh, Rob's tired of making the same points and dealing with his exhausting staff exhausting. over and over again, so he's asked me to step in. Die Hard, Batman Returns, and Home Alone are not Christmas movies. They are movies that would stand alone under any setting that just happen to take place at Christmas time. Die Hard is an action movie. Batman Returns is a superhero movie. And Home Alone is a movie about child abandonment and endangerment, home invasions, and childhood vigilantism. Oh, and on a personal side note from yours truly, A Christmas Story is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And if you disagree, you are clearly deranged. And if you disagree, your ability to rate quality seasonal cinema is clearly fragile. We have three more chances for you to win and qualify tomorrow morning at 7, 8, and 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. From Rad Radio to you, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Boxing Day, Happy Festivus. Oh, come on. That's it. I'm out of here. Rad Radio, whatever. Well, we got this email, rad at radradio.com from Cody. Hey, Cody. All this week, as we did last week at 7, 8, 9 a.m., we're playing uh, various Master Movies, Treble Trouble, and Pressure Cooker games, and you win a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com, and you're qualified 
for the uh, two big grand prize drawings uh, coming up this Friday for either the second row courtside Kings tickets or the party for up to 50 people uh, at Coconut Bowl uh, Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, valued at up to $2,000. Now, Cody seems to have, have noticed something, he thinks, about the, the, the level of difficulty in the, the games last week and again this week. Says, I see what you're doing, Rob. You're making it easy for people to win so that they can see the perks of being a member so they get a little taste. And then presumably, subscribe. You, sir, are a very smart businessman. Never occurred to me, Cody. Hmm. I, I just, yeah. just, I, I've, I've stumbled ass backwards into all of this success over the last... <laughs> th thank you, Cody. Uh, let's get to the dog pile. <laughs> new survey bothers me and it bothers me because i'm a word guy and words matter brandon how many times a day do you worry about your dog walter worry um that's the word that bothers me. i, I guess it really depends because he's usually with me almost all day so i don't spend that time worrying about him uh, maybe once if i see him sleeping with his eyes open <laughs> and like it, it looks like he's not breathing it's a momentarily uh, sense of worry, but as I you know push him or shake him awake, he's totally fine. I think the only time I worry about him is when I'm away from the house for an extended period of time, you know, mm -hmm. over three hours. I'm worried about him uh, being lonely, but also about making a mess on the carpet. Um, or if I take him up to Dogwoods Resort, I know I have nothing to worry about because Gina's a fantastic. Uh, she 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 is great with all the dogs, does really well well with them. But I still worry about him you know is he cold is he getting enough food is he being nice to the other yeah. dogs is he is he being too loud for gina you know so i i that, those are really the only times that i worry and it's it's fleeting the uh the the breathing one the first one is that a recent phenomenon as he ages yeah just because yeah. you know he's getting up there in age and you don't know if he's just going to go peacefully in his nap because I, I know i started doing that towards the end of nelly uh nelly's a uh, white german shepherd that that i adopted uh and, and once she got into those double digits you just start doing that you, you start but but see all of those to me are reasonable definitions of the word worry, especially when you're away from them and you're you dogwoods. Yes, you worry. Are they going to behave exactly uh, and, and, and things like that? So that, but I mean, worry, worry to me means you're worrying. Yeah, you're expending energy worrying about your dog several times a day. Why? Why? What are you worried about? What you? Come on, you're not a rookie anymore. You've been in it for years. It's mainly when I'm not home. Okay. Like it, Does something happen a lot when you're not home? No. I Is, is Hank prone to... Do you want to know my crazy thoughts? Always. Always. Okay. I learned something <laughs> from Somehow. Them. And I don't know how. Oh, this ought to be good. Uh, let me guess. <laughs> no. Let me guess. Somehow. Okay. Okay. First of all, okay. it's... Okay. Once I say it, it is already going to be ridiculous in and of itself. But to also give you a little uh, insight into Hank, our... Dog Hank is not a dog that runs out the door at all. He he will people think it every time they're leaving because he's running to them to say goodbye and they're thinking, but once that door opens, he does not, and they can walk out the door. He is not a run out the door person at all or dog, thank God, right? Um but for whatever reason, I just think like, you know, I'm not there. 
No one's there. Maybe just Pops is there. And, you know, Pops naps a lot. He's retired. He can't hear very well. He's in his room. And somehow the front door opens. I t- Wow. Doesn't even have an explanation for a, how. A wind. A wind. <laughs> Do you leave the door unlocked? No, it's always locked. And a I wind. Can, I can look at my phone and see that it's locked, right? Because we can lock and unlock it. But I'm like... Somehow, and 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 for whatever reason, he's going to decide this is the time he's going to go out on some adventure. So the the the, the non-bolting dog chooses the time when a wind blows open the door to Something run out. Opens okay. that door. I mean, I, I yeah. wrote down my guess, which was almost <laughs> as ridiculous. I wrote down, uh, you think he turns on the stove? <laughs> I, I could only imagine. Um, oh my god! And then when I'm I'm home, um. I don't, I don't know why, but like I, I'm like, oh God, is he, is he choking on the every day? One of his treats is a frozen, a Kong ball that we freeze non-fat um, yogurt in, and I, and I'll just want if it's too quiet, right? I want to go look because like, did he choke on it? Did he start chewing the Kong, which he doesn't do? He does not chew on the Kong. He just licks to get the yogurt out, the frozen yogurt. That's it. I don't know. I mean, that's less I, egregious because depending <laughs> on your dog. It, we often know that quiet is not always good, depending on where they are in, in their stages. And, and then I worried, like, is he lonely? Oh, God. oh he not bored? this humanizing yeah, crap. Yeah, is he lonely? Is he bored? And the problem with a lab is uh. they always, they know how to turn the sad on. <laughs> they know how to turn that sad on and make you think that they're bored or lonely. And so I worry about that. I worry about, are, are we giving him a good life? You know, like, he was bred for hunting ducks and he doesn't like i feel like we're we're keeping him from living his best life because we don't take him duck hunting this is why i love those uh those uh, <laughs> oh uh rad tv questions brandon uh. that you occasionally put up the different forms of if your dog could talk ones mm-hmm. Be- because that's what i picture are these crushing uh <laughs> testimonials uh from hank to dawn you know where, where hank is just telling her <laughs> you know i'm supposed to be on hunting <laughs> And uh, you got me cooped up. I mean, this house oh, is huge, I mean, but stop. but I'm all alone. I'm the only dog here. Oh, well, God. they got the housekeepers to keep <laughs> me company. And, and, and I mean, you know, but by the way, I don't like your affection. I mean, I really actually kind of, you're kind of smothering. I'd much rather be out in a field with a duck in my mouth. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, and by the way, I hate celery. I only eat it because it's like like the thing you put in front of me. And and stop taking my blanket away from me when I bring it to you in my mouth. And and by the way, we open that door more until I have a clear shot. The only reason I don't get out is because you guys block it. Jeez. I just pray for the wind to blow. Oh man. Um. Well. All right. You're uh, you're above average or average, I guess. Uh. Uh. No, above average. A new poll found that the average number of times we worry about our dogs is three times a day. And oh. my issue with that is worry. That's a, that's a stupid word. Dawn, Dawn, but just, it is worry. Dawn just demonstrated why it's stupid <laughs> to be worried about your dog like that. Brandon no, 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 no. gave you the right ways no, to be worried. Hold on a minute. Being worried if you're giving them their best life is a valid worry. Not every day. You, you, you're doing the best you can. That means you care. I, I mean, That's right. Oh, my God. I don't have the energy, mental energy to worry if I'm giving my wife a good life, if I'm giving you guys a good I know I am. That's it. That's all you can do. Oh, my God. You guys, you, you work it out with your therapist. But there's nothing to work out in therapy. That That's is a valid the problem. thing to think of. There it is. That is a valid thing to think of. I don't believe in worry. giving my dog a good life because hey. that is that is a being you have control over. Like, you, 
at the end of the day, you don't have control over my happiness, right, Rob? I mean, we're grown adults. I can figure out my own happiness. The dog, he is completely reliant upon us and the entertainment we do or don't give him. Again, I don't uh, believe in worry, so that's my problem. I hate worry. Uh, it's a wasted emotion. The other ones are ridiculous, but that one right there, and it doesn't matter. We, we see the same vet. She's like, good grief. This dog is so happy. Stop it. <laughs> what else is she going to say? Well, that's that. Thank you. That's exactly what I said. And by the way, how does she know? Yeah. We don't have a that, study to figure this out yet. There it is. See? So that only helps for a second, and then I start thinking those things. Well, what would help also is just not worrying. <laughs> no, my husband needs to go take him duck honey. <laughs> oh, God, the thoughts that run through my mind. Something horrible happens. Uh, no, no, God, no. Yeah, and only no. because all because you decided you knew what Hank wanted. My husband has yeah. he would go duck hunting as a kid. It's been a very long time. Okay. And okay. Hank, although he's bred for it, he will need some training on that because mm -hmm. he will definitely be the stepchild amongst those other lads okay, that are okay. so phenomenal. Here's another thing that happens: you take him out duck hunting, he comes back, and now he's obviously depressed. All he does is whine because you showed him what he's missing. <laughs> you be careful what you worry about and what you wish for, people. A typical oh, pet owner, now this oh is really God. nuts. A typical pet owner goes into pet panic mode six times a month. So once every five days. Oh, and big surprise when we get back to that word worry. Most of the stuff we worry about doesn't end up being serious. The top pet panic causes are unexpected puking. Oh my God. If you've had a dog for more than six months, you don't panic the first time they puke. Yeah, it, it's That's difficult though when you don't know. Seeing them fall off a chair. Oh. Why are they on the furniture in the first place? And what caused them to fall? Well, I mean, our Hank can be on whatever furniture he wants to be on. Yeah, our so. labs are on the sofa yeah. all the time. I mean, uh, just seeing them fall off, like, what? Did, are they sleeping and they roll? I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to laugh at it. But, I mean, if it's something, like, you have to see it as, like, like a repeated process or something. You know what? It, it, if Hank's running hard and he slips when he's going to get the ball, um, for a second, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And, of course, he just gets up and runs back. He's fine. Of course. But I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, did you break a leg? Uh, and third on the, li <laughs> third on the <laughs> list of uh, what causes us to panic is, oh, this is your fault when your dog slips its leash. I mean, yes, you, oh. you in the moment you panic, but mm. do better. Um, also, if they don't want to eat, well, that you should right away wonder Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Finally, oh, a legitimate one. Oh, I would, uh, let me tell you. Our, our, our Hank is so food motivated. He loves his ball. It's his favorite toy ever. But he will drop it mid-play if he hears crinkling of any food he thinks he might be uh, getting. So that one right there, I'd be rushing him right away to the vet if he didn't want to eat. I'd like wait, right I'd, away. Yeah, I'd wait a second meal cycle at Williams Manor. Uh, yeah. He loves food. They also, you know, dogs are also all four breeds are prone to self-fasting. That is something all dogs should be, all dog owners should be aware of. They naturally will self fast uh, whenever they want. Some never do it. Oh my god! Okay, I've never seen that yet. See, that would freak me out. Yeah. So some never do it. Some never ever ever do it. So, uh, um, Scout has never um, uh, self fasted in his life. Uh, Maestro, the German Shepherd, and Shep, the German Shepherd, uh, both self fasted. Well, right? They're shepherds. They're more like no. Smart it's all like breeds. That. It's all. breeds. I don't think a lab could ever do that. Okay, so it's literally documented that labs do it. <laughs> Again, not all labs. Oh, so when they when they uh, do the the self fasting, do they just not touch their bowl? Like we keep it full, or do they ignore like a scoop of peanut butter too? They're just like not in the mood for it. Um, I you know that's a that's an interesting question. Again, I think it, they're all different. But I mean, if you're just talking about the feeding cycle, you'll put their food down, they'll sniff it, and they'll basically walk away. Yeah. Um, and oh! because I because you know 
okay, well, we're just going to watch this. It never occurred to me to try to, you know, offer them a treat and see, oh, is he just annoyed at the food yeah. or is he self-fasting? That's a good question. Okay, maybe he's had a little bit of it with, with th that in there that she said. Because he does, celery is his favorite thing ever. And there's been plenty of times where I've gone to give him a stick and he's like, eh, and he just walks away. And, of course, I think, oh, my God, what's wrong? Uh, to the Dawn list, when we're not home, our top worries are, did they get into the trash? Oh, yeah. Are they sad or lonely right yes, now? See? Yeah. That's are why they, you leave the TV on for them. Are they hungry? And could they have gotten outside because yeah. the wind blew the door open? Right. <laughs> Hello there, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Morning. So I came home from work one day, and the fire alarms are going off, or the smoke detectors are going off. I have about 18 inches of black smoke coating the, the roof of my house. Oh. And... First thing I do, let the dog out, and I hear this clicking, mm -hmm. and he had twisted the stove to the igniter, or the lighter, Whoa. and it was clicking, trying to light. It had actually, my wife left some food up there, and it got so hot, it burnt the uh, plastic handle off of the, the spoon. Oh, no. Yeah, it was it was bad. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. So so oh, my asinine guess as to what Dawn was worried oh, about God. has now been documented as having happened. So you can add that to the list, Dawn. Oh, and, and there's there, okay, okay. There's already a camera in the kitchen because it faces where my father. This is legitimate. Where our father-in-law's room is down the hall there. Because I put a yes, I put a baby gate up in front of my father-in-law's door. Because <laughs> you know he doesn't want his door shut all the time. Because he's old and he drops things on the floor all the time, and I don't want Hank in there. And so there's we have a camera facing it, so we can check it throughout the day if we're not there to be like call pops, be like pull put your gate up. Now I will just put one toward the stove. Good as and, well and, and right? watch and it just... nonstop. <laughs> so the next time Dawn's in the grocery store and she's walking with her phone and she runs into you, it's because she's watching her kitchen cam. Let's play Name That Comedian right now. Yes, that's what we're calling it. We have a pair of tickets to see Daniel Tosh this Saturday night at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno. We're going to play you a stand-up comedy clip, and you have to give us the name of the comedian to win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20, and if nobody knows who it is, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Name That Comedian. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Ho, ho, ho. Merry f Christmas from us. Email the show, rad at radradio.com. All right, got a few emails here, rad at radradio.com. Dogs are always a popular uh, topic on the show. And then we had this survey of dog owners. How often do you worry about your dog? And the average is three times a day. We go into panic mode once a month. And a lot of the things on the list, I'm scratching my head going, worry? Worry? I mean, Brandon gave, gave, gave some that are, whether or not I would call it worry, or I would frame it as I'm worried. Yeah, I think about them when they're when they're at Dogwoods. Are they behaving? Although Gina, uh, who uh, owns the Dogwoods, texted me and said, "Totally normal, but just know this: your dogs aren't worried about you. Yeah. They're having a great time." Oh, oh, for sure. Um, uh, worried by Brandon brought up another one. Whatever your time limit is, worried about. Okay, there for our dogs, it's six hours. If, if we hit six hours alone in the house, then we don't know what we might come home to and how are they doing. But worried, not so much. 
Now this, this is different. The, the, the survey was day to day. Sarah wrote in and said, a month ago, my dog had seizures. I had to sleep on the couch away from my husband anytime her breathing changed. I get anxiety and literally get sick over it. Of course. Uh, yes. Uh, that's absolutely. an actual condition. Yeah, that's a health crisis. That, oh that's my totally gosh, different. Oh, yes. Uh, Robert wrote in and said, hearing how Dawn is with her dogs, Hank, and the list that you read, I'm a single dad and I'm not even that type of way with my son. <laughs> the door is just going to blow open. And Hank, who never runs out, is going to run out. Uh <laughs> Tanya wrote in uh, about uh, worrying whether or not you're giving your dog a good life. Said the life you've given your dog is the only life they know. I know. They don't know there's anything else better out but there. But I know there is. When I see those videos and those laughs, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He doesn't know. And if he knew, he'd be so mad. Or not. we're not doing it. Maybe those dogs would be so mad at the life Hank has. <laughs> we don't know these He's things. He's got a good life, but. Logan says, my sister has a boyfriend who lives with roommates. But he worries about his dog because his dog has figured out how to open the bedroom doors. Oh. <laughs> and he tries to be respectful to his roommates because the dog will open the door and lay on roommates' beds. That's oh, not cool. Okay. That's nice for the dog. And Bonnie says, I have two black labs, Hank and Maisie. Oh. And I worry about them when I'm gone because I live up in the forest. And I'm afraid my house will catch fire and my oh. animals won't be able to get out. And yes, I know how crazy oh I sound, God. boys. was made for some time filler today. Our new generic theme song. Anytime we create some weird contest that's not going to stick around, uh, like name that comedian, uh, which we're doing for a pair of tickets to see Daniel Tosh this Saturday night at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno, all this week at 6:30 and 9:30. Drew, your caller 18. Morning, Red. Good morning. Good morning. You will guess first if you know the comedian. You win. If not, we'll go to Carlos. Hi guys. Hola. Is from Mexican. And Sean, your caller 20. We are looking for a, a comedian. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll take a salad, but I don't want any croutons. What is that comedian's name? Uh, I guess I'll take a salad, but I don't want any croutons. Drew, do you know? Uh, Dane Cook. <laughs> Taking the word comedian a little far. <laughs> uh, Carlos. Pete Holmes. We're just like throwing names. Isn't that a porn star, Pete Holmes? Oh. And Sean, do you know? Joe Pesci. This is a guy named Brent Ernst. Yes. Uh, and uh, his uh, 2012 uh, comedy album called American Comic. Uh, you a fan? Yes, I, I heard his stand-up a few times. He doesn't have very much out there, but, man, he's hilarious. And there's certain people you don't want to wait on, all right? I'm sorry. Uh, rich white women, if you're in here, you're the worst, okay? F*** you. Get a job. I hate you. <laughs> no, because they walk in with that face like the whole restaurant has to stop what they're doing because they married someone who accomplished something. <laughs> now they walk in like, you know, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> Uh, sir, excuse me, uh, why is this table dirty? It's disgusting. Why is it dirty? Because people are still eating. <laughs> Go over there and wait. I can't. I've been shopping all day and I want to order now. Okay, what can I get for you? I don't know. <laughs> and they sing when they talk? That's so annoying. 
Uh, I guess I'll take a salad. <laughs> but I don't want any croutons or lettuce. <laughs> Bitch, it's a salad. <laughs> I'll kick you to sleep. <laughs> uh, we'll play again tomorrow morning at 6.30 and 9.30, appropriately timed if you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. In mere moments, I'm going to hit this button right here, and instead of uh, seeing the sights and sounds of the uh, commercial break, you're going to get the Dogwoods Resort K9K. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? I've got my dog, Walter, in the house, and I'll uh, see if I can stir him up to do something that I could worry about. Ah, uh, very good. <laughs> That's coming up right now on Rad TV. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Stuff your stockings with Rad. There's plenty of actual junk available in the stupid store at radradio.com. We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Christine. Hey, Christine. Says, I used to watch your show every morning on Rad TV, but then I had to go and get a job on the night shift. (laughs) So now I only get to watch live sometimes. I still listen and watch later, to and from and after work, but it's not the same. I'm listening and watching live today, and hopefully we'll get to for the rest of the week. I just wanted to say I hope you all have an enjoyable, much-deserved holiday break. You have all had a hell of a year. Looking forward to welcoming you back next year, and happy early birthday, Kyle. Oh, thank you. Friday's our last show uh, of the broadcast year. Thursday is Brandon's last show of the broadcast year. He won the Somebody Gets an Extra Day of Vacation prize. (laughs) Uh, Wednesday is Bad Radio with Brandon in the Invisible Captain's Chair, and I will be here sidekicking. Uh, So it is a a big week here uh, at Rad Radio. Now, if you're a welfare recipient and you're just waking up to start your busy day... Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans of what you missed on today's showgram. Uh, we talked uh, sports with Steve Mickelson. It was a wild, ridiculous day uh, weekend in in the NFL, uh, including the Raiders losing three to nothing on, on, on a field goal with two minutes left in the game. Just ridiculous. Yeah, that's and terrible. Their third loss in a row. And Brad wrote in. Of course, we have the uh, International Federation of Sports Fans uh, that's uh, posted at radradio.com. has all the rules for being a sports fan. And Brad says, I've been a regular listener since day one and now also a member that chimes in here and there. But this time I am seeking Rob's input on the rules of being a fan. I know these rules well, and I have spent a lifetime pointing them out to others who are in violation. (laughs) I bet they love that. However, I am stumped on this one. I've been a serious Raider fan since I was a small kid when friends had season tickets and took me to most games in Oakland. I took trips as a teen when they played in L.A. As an adult, I had season tickets when they returned to Oakland. My house and vehicles have always been Raiders, as well as two-thirds of my clothing. Oh, he's got it bad. Damn, he does. After yesterday, I lost it, and I put all of this attire in the back of my closet and drawers. (laughs) It's just not fun to wear now. I'm still a fan, obviously, and I will not miss a game, but I'm just having a very hard time sporting the gear at the moment. Am I in true fan violation? Is there a cooling off period allowed under the circumstances? <laughs> you're, uh, you're okay, Brad. I, I've, I've been there. I've been down in the dumps as a Niner fan. We had a really rough start to the century. It is certainly most um, appealing, no, most uh, impressive, if you can still gut through. And at least on game day, wear the apparel. And, and you want to really be a, a fan today after they lose 3 nothing. 
that would be impressive. But sometimes you just don't have it in you. You know, so it's, it, it, I like to compare being a fan to being married. You know, some some days you just need a break from your person. <laughs> they you know they drive you nuts, or or you you know you don't have what you need to give them. You don't leave. You don't cheat. You just. Take a, maybe even let them know. You wouldn't have to do this in Raider land, right? Obviously, maybe even let your person know, I just need some space today. That's all you're doing. You're taking some space. I hope that you'll bring the clothes out, to bring the attire back out after you've had a cooling off period. As long as you stay a fan and you're watching the team and you don't in any way commit your loyalty to anyone else, you're okay. Okay, maybe I'm missing something. Was it just this was the last straw because it's been such a crappy yeah. season? Because I felt it was, and again, maybe I'm missing something because I felt it was generous of you to include yourself in there because i mean the niners are like they've been champions at least more recent right hasn't it been forever since the raiders like they've been garbage for a lot of years so i'm like why now are you upset well the raiders actually have a more recent super bowl victory the niners have been to the super bowl but they've lost okay that's what i was saying i might be missing something the raiders have been pretty bad for a while they had a little glimmer of hope a couple seasons ago like they've been bad for so long why now it's because it's just you get fed up with it you just you just it's like again the marriage analogy it's like your person's just in a crappy mood every day and you come home to it and they keep saying they're gonna change and they keep saying they're working on it and you keep coming home to it it's toxic and you go damn it I just need a break, yeah, yeah, you know that, yeah. that, that, that kind. And of you put their clothes in the back of the closet. I, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. <laughs> oh. Uh, Steven says, as a diehard Chargers fan, yes, I know I should take my life in the worst way. All I can say is that Raider fan and Brandon should stay positive. The Raiders have a win coming up on Thursday, right? They'll play the Chargers, oh, yes. whose quarterback just broke his right his finger on his throwing hand. So, ooh, that's good for me to remember <laughs> when I'm picking my teams. <laughs> Did you just ha ha, man, breaking his <laughs> finger? Oh yeah, it's just a finger. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. He can live without that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a quarterback, though, it's kind of important. You kind of need to wrap the finger around the ball. Sure, just rub I'm, some dirt on. It. Exactly. They probably have like bionic ones now. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch this live on Rad TV, yes, I'm just ignoring all of that. Uh, during the commercial breaks, you get a question of the day. Email in your answers and we read them at the end of the show. What was today's question, Brando? What is something that you look forward to doing daily that makes you happy? Myself. Oh, Jesus, William. That was the answer. Oh, my God. Allison says, as a stay at home mom, I love dinner time. We enjoy dinner without phones and TV, and we do the favorite part of the day as we go around and share about our day. Oh, I love that. What if your kid had a crappy day and he doesn't have a favorite? Oh, this forced positivity drives me nuts. That's so sweet, though. My favorite part of the day was the end of it. Well, if they're a teenager, before this dinner, that was my favorite part. There you go. With four kids, including oh, three teenagers, whoa. 13, 17, and 18. Whoa, whoa, and you're getting answers out of them. That's having great. all of them there without phones is pure bliss to me. We started this when my oldest was three, and ironically, the kids enjoy this, too. Oh, lies. I love that. Lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the kids have just perfected lying. That's yeah. all that is. Yeah, I'm guessing one of them is pulling the the trick you do in uh, high school is you hide it under the desk, and you start texting. I'm guessing they're doing that at the dinner table. Mom's not catching And they anything. rotate it. The, one, the, the three of them just rotate who's doing it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then fine. Put a basket out and make sure you see their phones go in it and you hold the basket. They'll just pull out their burner. No problem. What? <laughs> a burner? Jesus. <laughs> uh, Barbie says, what makes me happy when I wake up? Okay, well, that's specific because it was any time during the day, right? Uh, what makes me happy when I wake up is my three dogs and a cup of coffee. Oh. Do they bring you the cup of coffee? Now that <laughs> would be impressive. <laughs> Uh, Carly went the other way, end of the day. The thing I look forward to every day is when my three young crotch goblins finally go to sleep and I get to relax with my dog. (laughs) Alex says, I look forward to making my wife's legs buckle and making her giggle every day when I bite her neck a little bit. 
She can't help herself, and her smile lights up my life and makes me oh. feel amazing. Oh. That oh. is so damn sweet. Trying to get laid. I love that. Or he's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, you guys. And Meg wrote in. Shut up, Meg. Says something that makes me happy every day. My morning cup of black French roast coffee and the 30 minutes of peace and quiet I have to drink it. Listen to Rad and not hear my three boys or husband nag me for stupid stuff the rest of the day. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. See ya. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Homer. Take care. Adios. So long. Very well. Dar. Bon voyage. Toodle-oo. Uh, so long. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Sayonara, dude. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so long, stink town. Been a little slice of heaven because it hasn't. God bless United. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn show.